The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. I feel like Goldilocks. I feel like somebody's been sleeping in my bed, one of the three. Why? Because everything's right. jacked up. Headphones are moved around, <laughs> plugged into the wrong ear. Get here, we don't have any internet. I feel like this isn't my home. But I'm glad to be home. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. R&R returns from uh, Los Angeles. Your big game coverage all week. The trip ended Sunday night, or Saturday night. For some of us, Saturday afternoon for others. Yes. I'm still feeling it today, though. Are you? Yeah. I, feel I am. Did you, did you have any beers yesterday during the game? A few. A few? Yeah, I haven't drank since I got home. I was like, dude, you had enough. Well, I, it's not that. I'm just, I think it's just a hangover from a, the week, you know? Yeah. Sleep deprivation. Although it was nice getting up at 4 instead of 2.30. Same. This is a hard day. This is a hard day of work. Only thing that sucked was coming home to, felt like I came home to Canada. When you leave in Cali and then you get here and you come outside to your car and it's in the 30s. You know, versus leaving Cali, it's like 60-something. It was like, it was like. I mean, did you see people yesterday at the game? They were in shorts and T-shirts. I mean, Was I, it that I, cold I, when you landed? No, I'm talking about this morning. Oh, this morning. Yeah, it was cold this morning. I was like, damn. Is this Canada? Well, I spent an entire week hot. I didn't pack appropriately. I packed it as if I knew I was going to California. I knew it was going to be moderate but i didn't know it was gonna be hot it was mid-80s all week yeah all i had you was had sweaters like and thousand, long pants you had a thousand sweaters <laughs> <laughs> i was spent the whole week hot yeah i took a little bit of cool a little bit of a little bit of warm you know but good to be back unpacking i found a uh what'd you find cohiba that's a good one too that's a good that's a good one for your coffee also found a couple of our pictures, our pictures. in my bag Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, the boys. That's about down. That's about three crown, three crown. Yeah, well, that's not, yeah. down. That's uh early in the evening, but still late in the day. If you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot to unpack <laughs> from the week that was. Some insight to what we saw during the week, and so, of course, a great football game. It was a. It was a. It was a very, very good football game. Hmm. I wouldn't have put two varies. Okay, yeah, very good football game. Because we we did get a score to win it in the last two minutes. We all want that. We didn't want the game to be over. A couple of big plays. But, you know, I I think if the playoffs would have been worse, this would have been considered better, maybe. It's tough to match the playoffs. Because especially this year, every playoff game, and even this one, it'll go down in the annals that finished in the last two minutes, a game-winning score. And that's really how you measure things. And if you talk about measurables, does does Stafford now have every measurable for the Super Bowl? I'm sure that's going to be a, a point of conversation today. Cooper Cup, uh, MVP. I think, can we safely say that's the greatest se- season a wide receiver has ever had? Yeah. 
For sure. I mean, Easily. You, you won the Triple Crown. You won Offensive MVP. And you won the Super Bowl MVP. The only other person to do that is Jerry Rice, but he did that throughout his career. Right. Not in one season. So is this the greatest season? Yes. What an utter lack of respect they showed him. Single coverage with Eli Apple. Yeah, Eli Apple is trash. They call that they call their secondary second chance you because they've all been around the world. But, you know, um at the same time, I don't know how you double them there, but I guess you can. You, well, I don't know what you do. And I I don't know a lot of defense. I know my defensive strategy from Madden twelve. What's so, that? For Madden. I learned how to play. I learned to be a defensive coordinator <laughs> was, playing Madden. I was like, what? So, I was like, well, what's your strategy? <laughs> so if I was playing, if I was being DC right there, I'd have made sure there were two bodies standing directly in front of Cooper Cup. But I don't know how you do it. I don't know how to scheme, but I'd have right. scrolled through my scheme, whatever that was. Might have been goal line, might have been kick, whatever. But I'm covering Cooper Cup with two guys, and it's certain one of them ain't going to be Eli, Eli Apple. Cheeto Awuzie had a pretty good game. Yeah, man. Respect given. Former Cowboys always flourish. Go figure. <laughs> Not always the way. The Spurs get back to work today. They get the Bulls tonight, and DeMar and his unbelievable hot streak. We're at, what, five games over 30, 35 points a game? Only one other person to wear that uniform's done that. I think you know who I'm talking about. Scotty Pippen. Nope. No. Scotty Burrell. Tony Kukoc. No. no. That guy? Um, Dennis Rodman. No. No, it wasn't him either. Just MJ, man. 35 straight and five straight games. That is at a, least 35 and five straight games. Excuse me. First of all, I think we have to start giving a little bit more respect to Billy Donovan. Do we? I think so. Because he has a, there are certain coaches that are good at coaching certain things. He has a master at coaching superstars. He's a master at highlighting a star. I didn't see that in Oklahoma. Well, I think he kind of did. He just had too many. Well, no, this I don't think he co- he don't think he coached KD. I think he only had Russ. That's when KD had left. But and Harden, and Harden was gone too. I think he made Russ. I was, think he understands how to coach superstars. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. Billy Donovan was the coach when they beat the Spurs in yeah. 2012. Was it? No, he wasn't. That was Scott. Scott, Scott Brooks, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was one Scott of the Brooks. years that the Spurs Donovan, beat them. Billy Donovan lost. Yeah, Donovan lost to one of them, but Donovan was the early coach. Yeah. Scotty was the late coach. But I, I appreciate what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy thing to do. And Zach Levine didn't complain. No, Levine, but he's got this knee issue. And and I know now Levine's trying to get back before the All-Star game. But if I'm, if I'm Donovan and upper management, I'm like, look, bro, we got bigger things to accomplish. So you're going to have to figure this knee out. The All-Star game, I know it's a bucket list. You're on the team. Everybody knows you're the man. Relax. What's up? Why? Are you, what's up with the thumbs up? Oh, it was twenty sixteen, I believe, was the, someone uh, one of our great. That listeners. was the year that Billy Donovan yeah. beat the Spurs. Well, the early birds sound off. Glad to be back in town. Say howdy to us. Howdy. So, so then we. Uh, what else? We got to move forward. We got to start looking forward. What are we doing next? Oh, we definitely got to talk about what's we're, next. We're coming into the ether that is post football with really no definite baseball in the, in the future as the MLB has the lockout that continues. We've got college basketball, which will certainly be what things we circle. But you know, in the great football calendar, the NFL has been spectacular at keeping us involved. So we will have lots of talk, I think, in the near term with Aaron Rodgers. What's his decision going to be? Now, evidently, Aaron Donald's going to have to make a decision for us to see if he's going to come back. Yeah, he told Rodney Harrison earlier this week that if he won, 
he would he would walk away. So Rodney Harrison started that fire and you know, and of course the media doing their job, they asked him about it right to game. He just said, you know, right now I'm just enjoying it. You know, this isn't the Peyton Manning situation where Peyton kind of knew and was like, dude, I sucked all year long. I'm done. Aaron Donald is the exact opposite. He's <laughs> I mean, and we'll talk about he possibly could have won NFL, I mean, excuse me, Super Bowl MVP. So he's still, I mean, as a crazy sound, he's still in his prime. So it's tougher to walk away still in your prime. But when you play that position and you have the science that shows your brain is on its way out, it's tough to keep playing. So I guess I'll give it a few weeks, let all the emotions run through. But dude, it's what are y'all doing tonight? Y'all, y'all got plans tonight with your, with your lovely ladies. I mean, are you doing anything special? It's Valentine's Day. I know y'all forgot. Celebrated Saturday. Smart, because you knew every restaurant in the world was going to be a two hour wait tonight. And I'm doing Austin Spurs versus Agua Caliente this evening. Who's Agua Caliente? Where are they at? That's the uh, Ontario, LA. It's the uh, oh, LA oh, okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. I wasn't able to do Saturday. I didn't get in town till Saturday, and I was super tired. I was just catching up on sleep to. I slept a lot Saturday, slept a lot yesterday, but so I'll figure something out. What do you got there on the day? We're doing Friday. We'll do something this evening. I've got reservations of places just around the corner, but it's nothing special. Friday, we're going to see Sebastian Montesalco. Who is this? He's a stand-up. Sebastian what? Montesalco. Uh, you know what? You're Dude not the- is as funny as anybody in the world. I don't remember. I think it was you and Morgan we're talking to. Was it Morgan? I think Morgan and also Ryan Eagles got tickets as well, but he's going to go on Saturday night up in Austin. And where is this guy performing? Uh, downtown. It's either Majestic or... He's know, funny, 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 funny. Stand up as good as it gets. Double over laugh, tears in your eyes. Funny for me. He's got three or four. He's got a couple on Netflix. Okay. I recommend. But that's... Our Valentine's is going to be Friday. So tonight we'll do something. But, you know, when you got to get up in the early in the morning and it's Monday. <laughs> my wife is the same way. I mean, she got to get up I mean, too. like Monday's, See, Monday's tough, thing. man. Yeah. Monday's tough, and you know servers are—they need the cash. Everybody hey, needs mama. Valentine's, but Valentine's on a Monday is pretty much the worst possible time because I have a feeling everybody's already—a you know, third of the people have already celebrated. Their like Valentine's. Carl, celebrated yeah. Saturday, and the other third are gonna celebrate next weekend. So you got—I guess it'll be a bit easier tonight, maybe to get a room. A uh, room. Damn. <laughs> well, we know where Robin minds is at. <laughs> I, mean, I was gonna say. Get some- Wow, was it that the days when that was a thing? Was it that long of a week in L.A.? It was a long week. (laughs) (laughs) You said he get a room. Dude, you're empty nesters. The good thing about a room is there's always room service. You don't even have to get a reservation. They'll just bring it up to the place. No, that's cool, man. I did ads, Super Bowl commercials. I don't look for, I don't. To me, I think it's changed because the prices are. I understand the business side of it. The prices are so astronomical now. It's seven million a spot. So unless you're just a big, 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 big dog, you're not going to spend another four or five million producing a brand new commercial. Do you remember any of them? Any of them stick out? LeBron's commercial was cool. I when he know. was talking to himself, I thought that was really cool. That was interesting. Um. You remember what it was for? There was one, wasn't it? It was Nike. Was it? Nike? I don't know, but if you don't remember what it was for, then it, I just it was remember kind of it had to pointless. be Nike. Um, the babe. There was one commercial with babies. The, the the takeaway I took last night was electric is here. Um, you and Carl have been talking about that since we started this show in July. There was a lot of electric car stuff. Chevrolets rolling out their electric. Some that was one of my favorite spots. Yeah, though. one of the some other car that's just electric. I don't know. It's just a new brand. I forget what it was called. 
plea, plea, I don't know. Polestar. Po- there we go. Was that it? I, I don't know, but Arnold had the best one, and I don't remember what oh, it was for. It was just was, Arnold Azus. That was a. That was also an electric car. Was it Kia? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. BMW had a good one. Oh, it was BMW. I don't know. I think you're right. It's BMW. It was BMW mm-hmm. had an electric car. So my takeaway from the commercials last night was electric is here, and all the oil rigs go crazy. I'm trying to think of any others that I liked. Exactly, it's not the same. Well, you you brought up the uh, the electric one. I liked the the, the nod to the to the uh, Sopranos with the. You you didn't watch The Sopranos, so you didn't get that spot. No, I didn't. But the uh, Tony Soprano's kids had grown up, and they were driving. And they were playing the the theme song from The Sopranos when the daughter was driving. I missed that. Someone said a Frito-Lay commercial. I don't remember a Frito-Lay commercial. The the, the LA's commercial was pretty good. What was that one? With Seth Rogen and uh, Paul Rudd, I believe. I guess I must have slept through them. I just didn't really pay much attention. I didn't pay much attention. No, I don't remember the Frito-Lay one. Or but, you know, and the sad thing about the Arnold commercial is I will not remember it as the Arnold commercial. You remember it as the Selma Hyatt commercial. <laughs> exactly. Like most of them. <laughs> I'll look back on, <laughs> on that spot with a completely different attitude. Yeah, that was Selma. Selma still looks great. Yes, she does. Yes, succeeded she does. in making me crave. It succeeded in making me crave Lay's chips, then that means that's a great yes, spot. Yes, it did. It worked <laughs> quite well. Great. I know exactly what that was for. That's <laughs> always the easiest. Did you do you remember the one with the, the QR code just bouncing? I almost went nerd did you and scanned almost scanned it, but it, I, I did. Thought, I was like, Y'all ain't getting me. Did you scan for the Pepsi halftime show? No. Because the, I didn't either. But I was wondering if anybody did. Because if anybody scanned their television, it's that guy sitting in the other room by himself. Because I'm, but I didn't scan the television. I, I'm not and a, it was bouncing around. Like I was like, dude, do I really want to try and keep up with this thing? I can barely get it at the restaurant while I'm holding the damn card. So no, did did you scan the no, TV? No, I I just I know people did. I, I had a I figured it was for crypto. I figured the only people uh, that would dive into this would be some sort of crypto. It's actually side. a genius bit. Yeah, no, no, I understand because the curiosity kills the cat. Truth. But it didn't get me. I was I got up, grabbed my phone. Instead, I did a beeline and got something more to so got some more of whatever I was drinking, water, Kool Aid, whatever it was. I didn't do it. So cool. Universe Coinbase's website crashed anyway after that. <laughs> so that's what it was. That's a yeah. good sign. That was I Coinbase. Guess. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a their website crashed. Yeah, Coinbase is, is that a crypto yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw something with FTX too, um, and of course the halftime performance. We'll, we'll look at. We'll it. look at that for sure. For the Larry sure. David one, I think, was FTX. That was pretty good. <laughs> Wait, Larry <laughs> David had a commercial. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I'm uh, a Curb fan. How did I miss that? It was. It was pretty good if you like Curb. I love Curb. Curb love your Curb. enthusiasm for those of us that. Oh don't my know. bad, my bad. I gotta. I he forget did, we're on radio. Every great idea. He said, "Nah, not a good one." <laughs> like, why would we? Gotta, they had him show showed him standing over a toilet in the middle ages it goes why what we a toilet let's we go outside like human beings <laughs> larry's if that if get off my lawn was a person it'd be larry, <laughs> it'd be larry but, david but one thing i'm pretty comfortable with what's that is larry david owns no crypto i don't know right i don't think he bought any i think they gave him some yeah, I mean, I don't think Larry Davis the type to go buy a bunch of crypto. Just by the personality that I've seen, oh, maybe gotcha. he's just a great actor, and that's not really him. Yeah, but the the halftime show spectacular. I I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, for it was sure. it was really good. It was really really good. It was really 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 good. Really really how really. Many good. really how well, I mean, it wasn't great. Many? I mean, it was really 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 good. No, it was great. 
I don't know. Well, it just depends. Beauty's in the eye of the whole. I know, I know. And I, I judge them against the others. Like, you know, when I follow the, 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 the socials as everybody's grading it, and people throw out Bruno Mars, and I didn't put Bruno Mars in my top four. So it is in the eye of the beholder. I thought it was really, really, really good. It was the best I've seen, but that was for me. That's 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 for me. Maybe it's because I'm biased to that to those songs. Well, the, the only reason of oh, Vince Trevino scanned. Good for you. I know, the, sir. Mary J. Blige just didn't fit. The, I wish she'd have picked another song or something. Well, the thing about Mary, that I didn't agree with her doing no more drama. Yeah, that one. I didn't, didn't agree with that. I know that but, there's probably a reason, you know. No, it's just Mary being Mary. Divas are divas, like, and everybody expected Mary to do a certain song and certain dance moves. And when you're that big, you're like, I'm not going to be dictated by right. y'all. Even though we, even though y'all love me and y'all made me who I am, y'all will not tell me what I'm supposed to do when I get on this stage that is the Super Bowl. But, and I think when she replays it, you know, tomorrow or to today or later last night, I'm sure she was like, why did I do no more drama? That seemed to bring the house like, down just like, a little come bit. On, Mary, like no more drama. Like, again, that's the queen. I love her. I always will. And I, I'll, well, hopefully one day I'll get to see her in concert. But she messed up the vibe for sure. She messed up the vibe. But it was brought back. I mean, they it was a great show. Only th- I was really hoping they were going to drive off. I wanted to see them get in the cars and drive off and bounce on the way. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that the, I missed. And the other thing that took over the halftime show was, yes, people, 20 years from now, you will be fatter than you were today. Yes, oh, but yes, yeah, yes, that. yes. 50 Cent has gained a lot of weight. He's gained some weight. Okay. <laughs> He's gained some well, weight. Okay. But when that video came out in 03, that was 19 years ago. Come on, man. He's eating good. He got like five shows on stars. He's eating good. Yes. 50 looked like he was going to explode when he was hanging upside <laughs> Why down. Why was he hanging upside <laughs> well, down? Well, because it was the video from back in the day. I know. But, but dude, that was not he the didn't best think about thing. That. That. He that didn't was... think that through because it looked like his head was going to pop. <laughs> it looked like, it looked like his like... ears were going to blow right off the I, I, I think he did think it through because he knew he'd get memed. Oh. Yeah, fifties. He, he'll troll himself because he's he was trending, he was trending. But I was like, bro, when you're getting heavy, being Pudge, hung upside down is not the best look. Pudger says, "Don't get me wrong, it was great, but we didn't get enough M. No, we got just enough M. It was all it we was, need. I had plenty. Of, that's Eminem got plenty of time. Okay, when we're talking about we're talking about Snoop and we're talking about Dre, I'd like more Snoop. Yeah, like Less Eminem Mary. got more than enough time. Less Mary drama." Yes, <laughs> more something else. I don't care which of the other three. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want less Mary. More want, something else that yeah. just didn't help. But yeah. it's a great show. It was, and I, I would put it right there. And for my, for me, where you got it, a princess still holds the records. Prince I, is still I don't know, there. Prince made it rain. Yeah, I, mean, singing, <laughs> I don't know how he did that. <laughs> and, then, and then everything else is a distant second. But I'll put him up there close with. To me, my number two is always going to be U two in New Orleans because of the nine eleven stuff and all that. I thought that was just, and that's my favorite band, right? Of course. And then, and then I'll put I'll put that one right in there with him. I thought it was really, see, really, really good. Now our halftime host, Michael Menez, he he kind of blanketed all the boomers under one brush and just said that y'all all hated it. I'm not a boomer. I, what are you? Well, I'm like one, two or three years away. You're from a, what are you? So you and me, you and my, what am I? Gen X. I'm, I know. I'm, to me, I have us all together. 
Me and Rob are a few years apart, but I feel like we're from the same yeah, I'm, era. I'm, I'm like the first year or the last year of the, the boomers, boomers, but 65, okay. but see, I'm not I don't those think, guys. I don't think all the boomers hated it. No, I loved it. No, I'm not talking about you. But I mean, I'm right on the edge. You know, I'm 65. uh, I was born in 65, and I think they have the cutoff point. But really, but the same meme does apply. If you are super excited about this, you need to go ahead and schedule your proctology exam. It's time for your colorectal exam. So let's say 65. This this era started 27 years ago. So when, when this era was in, the boomers were like 38. So, so boomers can appreciate Dre. So the Google search says that boomers were born between 46 to 60, 46 65. to 64, and then Gen X was 65 to 80. Yeah. And I guess millennials see, goes until like 90 or see, something. See, my mom's born in 58. I know for a fact she endured the halftime oh, show. Of course she did. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not, they're not that, like, he made them seem like they were around for the dinosaurs. Like, I'm like, Jimenez, you can't paint all boomers with the same brush and i'm not saying i'm not saying they're riding around with m and snoop and dre you know but for jimenez to paint them all with this brush like oh they have no idea what they just listened to and they hated it i totally disagree with that absolutely i do keep in mind jimenez showed up to a Super Bowl party dressed like an insurance salesman. <laughs> which one? Which <laughs> party? Blazer on and where, which one did we go to? <laughs> which one? I think it might have been the Ditka Jaws where he had the uh, open, looked like he was about to oh, give an insurance. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he looked more like a boomer than anybody else. I, I take great umbrage with that. Yeah, he dissed the boomers last night. I was like, damn, a minute. What's up, Carl? I'm going to go out on a limb. I know that my mom didn't like 50 Cent's In the Cub in 2003. I'm going to assume she still didn't like it in 2022. I don't know if she but, saw it, though. But this is the thing. I don't think that's a. Uh, I don't think that's all All of them is what I'm saying. There's plenty of that. There's plenty of people around the world like, that ain't music. But there's plenty of boomers that are like, hey, you know what? I like that tune. You know, not everybody is going to like any any and everything, but it's all good. Great, great show. But, you know, is it the best of all time? Do you it's think debatable. They, do you think they were hampered by the way that the stadium was built and they couldn't go completely dark like in dome stadiums? I would think so. I, I know that these these guys mean, are used to doing stadium shows. Because of the roof? But, uh, yeah, the because of the translucent is still daytime. They couldn't you know go what? completely right, dark. And I meant it might have looked a little bit different, maybe a little I bit better. I bet it was all dark and they had some lasers or something. Yeah, I think for TV yeah. purposes. Now, they're used to doing concerts outside. It's not like they had never done that. But for me watching Festival. it at home, I think we I'm, I'm more accustomed. Like even last year, the weekend had a little bit more stuff going on, and that was outside, too. The weekend was weird to me. But it was dark then. Yeah, I got you. And in L.A., it wasn't. The weekend was weird, but remember they had all those boxes and lights up? We didn't get that. Yeah. And we really I like the idea of what they did. That I guess that was an L.A. map that they were standing over. Was it? I think I was it was a map of L.A. That's okay, my guess. Prob- that's probably what it was. But if you didn't know, and I had to guess, then it didn't do a good job of portraying what it was. Right. <sighs> the other thing, Rob, you and Jason know everybody. So, Carl, quick story, and then we'll get moving. I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. One of the guys that Jason and Rob know had access to oh. re- had access to rehearsals. No, I'll tell him. A friend of mine from Westwood One had yeah, a friend oh, that okay. was in- involved with the, at the stadium in a sound check. Right. So, he knew the set list. One of the prop bets was what song will they perform first? 
So at, when one day we saw him, he was like, hey, this is the song. Fast forward, we get to the cigar party. He goes, hey, they switched up the set. It's going to be the song they came out to, which they came out what's to. What's My Name? So we could, well, What's My Name was it, but then they, yeah. it moved to something right. else. We could have broke the bank. But I don't know, is that insider trading? It wasn't on my, I went, I tried. Oh, uh, On my book, <laughs> on my book, the songs weren't listed like that. I forget what Snoop song it was, but it was neither of those. Well, see, what, What's My Name was going to be it, but then it switched to Next Episode. Uh, came, they came out the Next Episode. But I didn't episode. have What's My Name or Next Episode. I forget which one it was. So then guess what? They probably knew. So They probably what, knew that people had access and were like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. So the, the first guy, the guy comes back and said, I saw him start it. They did four sets and it was the same was one. What's, my, what's name. my Name? All four times. And that's what me and we were all we're like, like well, oh, all right, let's, let's all put a couple hundred in. <laughs> they didn't have it listed. And thank gosh, because we had laid money and lost it anyway. Because he, sw- he updated. He goes, hey, at the, at the, we saw him at the cigar party. Then he was like, hey, they switched to the next episode if you want in. And my scary, you know, I'm scared of jail. I don't know if that was legal or not. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. But hell, <laughs> Rob tried. <laughs> it wasn't on there. So Rob didn't care. <laughs> Rob was just going to run with this. Like, I, like, Martha Stewart. No, I was in, man. <laughs> Come they, find me at an airplane in Mexico. <laughs> they, there was a um, uh, rehearsal that got caught on tape one time for the national anthem. And that's a prop bet under over on mm-hmm. the time. And they, that got released, and I don't think they took it down. So if you wanted to gamble on it, you could. And that's that's up I to saw you. The old, they, she went over on the anthem, the overhead. Yeah. I saw a group of guys watch it. went viral. They're watching it at home. They got their phone clock out. She, Whoever was singing the national anthem, she went over. We've got caught up. We do owe you headlines. We're very aware of that. So let, let's go to break. Yeah, And then that. Carl, come back with your headlines. Does that sound like a good Is point? Is that cool? Everybody good? Let's do that. Let's start Monday the right way. Let's make sure our sponsors are adequately represented in one of these fine restaurant quality radio shows. Coming back, we got your headlines in full effect, and we'll look at the Super Bowl MVP and all that went on again. Don't forget Spurs playing again tonight. They got Chicago. Carolina Teague will join us at 834 Shoot Around. So much to do. Let's get busy. You are on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. in the morning woke up didn't choose violence although i got violent this morning showed up no internet dude y'all want to see rob get like different let stuff just be going wrong one thing after another he starts losing this morning man yeah, we walk into no internet rob was not a happy camper i'm emailing people we're getting angry calls yeah i got a call hey get hey off man that. get off it i'm like damn what I do? The show must go on Facts. as it is. This is R&R. You're on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Carl driving it to 10. A lot of threads last night. A lot of good threads. It was nice to have a Super Bowl with new things to talk about. Me, like, um, no Brady, no Belichick, no same old one more, the greats and goats and all that. We didn't have that. Last night was about beginning... Or securing a legacy. Yeah. And I think Stafford, it wasn't beautiful, but I think his legacy is secured. And the way that he did it, it seems so absolutely appropriate. He had to come from behind yet again. Since he's been in the league, he's had more comebacks than any other quarterback because he's always played from behind being a Detroit Lion. This time, he had the talent to do it. And 
They came back and won it. Yeah, it's um, the guy who had to be sitting at home thinking to himself, damn, you know, maybe if I get traded, maybe if I go to a different team, maybe, you know, I'm Matt Stafford, and that's the other number nine, and that's my guy, Tony. You know, Tony, if Tony wins a suit, if Tony were have won a Super Bowl, it, it, his outlook looks a lot different because he has the numbers. He has the fourth quarter comebacks. Does he have the um, the blunders in the games he messed up? Absolutely. But so does Stafford. But then you get that Lombardi, and it seems like all the things that we were criticizing you for kind of just go out the window. Yep. So I think that's where Stafford's at. It's kind of one of those things like, yeah, he's really good, but he ain't ever won anything. And there's no more but. No more but. And the, I don't know if they're done. I mean, again, there's a good chance that neither team ever goes back. That's how hard football is. But then there's a chance where, you know, you look at that Rams team, Sean McVay ain't going anywhere. You know, Matthew Stafford in today's NFL can play another four or five years. Maybe he wins another one and puts himself in that first ballot class. I don't know. Right now he's not first ballot, but right now I think – at some point, whenever he's done, he gets a yellow jacket, considering he has four more years to pad his stats. Right. So he's in. It's the one thing that, you know, it's crazy that it's, it's like that, but it is what it is. So he's in. Definitely cemented his legacy. Now, Aaron Donald continues to be the greatest football player on the planet. Proved it yet again last night. Made the, the game-saving sack. It's just every time they showed a replay, it wasn't that he only had the two sacks. It's just every time he showed the replay, he was beating a double team. Mm-hmm. He, they double teamed him for 60 minutes. And for 60 minutes, he caused havoc. I mean, Von Miller had a good game as well. Von Miller had two sacks. They, uh, Lord, I mean, they had pressure on Burrow the entire game. But this is the thing I will say when, we, when we're talking about Aaron and, you know, did Cup deserve it and does Stafford get too much credit? Look, <laughs> they didn't do anything Tennessee didn't do. They didn't do anything the Chiefs didn't do. He had been sacked. The Titans actually played <laughs> played a better game on the defensive line than the Rams did. So, while, yes, it was impressive. What Donald did was impressive, but that's been their problem. So, let, let's say, like, the Bengals had the best offensive line, and then last night happens. Then you say, you know what? Hell of a performance. But the Titans did it. The Chiefs got three. Three is a lot. Now, I know nine, nine were the Titans and seven last night. That's like... Oh, my gosh, that's like out of this world. But you get three sacks in a game, which is what the Chiefs did. That's a pretty good game normally. So, again, props to Aaron Donald, props to the defensive line. But this has been the theme for the Bengals. So it's not like they did something, you know, out of this world that we haven't seen done to the Bengals throughout the entire playoffs. He was sacked 19 times in the playoffs. All right, so. Yes, great job. Not taking anything from him. Don't kill me. I'm just saying it is what but it is. But you're saying that Cup yeah, that, won it. Yeah, And Cup there was won. no question. Right. And it's hard to question. Right. It's hard to debate it. Although, when you see the last play of the game made by the best player on the planet, you kind of go, well, that should be the MVP. But it was keep a, in mind, yes. the last drive, and we'll think about the touchdown catch, but every catch was Cooper Cup. Well, the second and seven, there's a linebacker playing underneath. There's a DB on him, and there's a safety high. There's three people around Cup, and Stafford said that last drive, he said he went into it, and he said, look, I had gone away from Cup because they were doubling him. He said, but this drive, I'll say, you know what? I don't care what they do. I'm going to have to find a way to get them the ball. And the no-look pass on second and seven through a window that I, that a football shouldn't be able to be thrown through, 
was the more, well, probably one of the more impressive throws I saw the entire postseason. No look into triple coverage on the money, move the chains. Ridiculous. That's 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 big boy stuff. That's big boy stuff. Oh, Super Bowl game winning drive. No look. Come on, man. It's, Put some respect on that man's name. It's a comfortable feeling, know that cups on the other end of that pass. Yes, because the hands, <laughs> yeah, it's glue. It's gonna he dro- he's not going to drop it, right? And uh, you know, the Rams did a pretty good job defensively. Well, not pretty good, an excellent job of shutting down the big play. So, oh yeah, so when when you know Chase was, played a role in the game, and there was a couple where he was there, and they did all right on him. Uh, and uh, um, other side, the touchdown. I mean, there was Boy. a threat. But I think the if they'd have had Higgins, been able to, was Higgins, it was Higgins that got it. If they'd have been able to secure just a little bit better running game, I think it might have been a little bit different there late in the game. But I, the better team won the football game. I don't think anybody walked away and felt like, well, the Bengals were better. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't think anybody questions that. If I was a Bengal fan, I would be. But Higgins got away with one, didn't he? Yeah, and that's why I'm not so upset about what that ticky tack holding call across the middle. Thank you, Rob. It goes both ways, yeah, right? I mean, it came out in the wash. One touchdown for another. The good and the bad. You got to take the good with the bad because that was clearly. Uh, it wasn't only. It wasn't that he pushed off. He grabbed him by the face mask and pulled, and pulled him through. <laughs> and everybody that's mad about the end of the game call, nobody brings that up. And that was TD. Now, another argument for the eye in the sky. Another argument for some kind of ombudsman, somebody sitting up with a camera that goes, hold it. Okay. Everybody missed it. I saw it. Which Let's, one? When they, it was an obvious space mask call. That's when you need somebody with the NFL with the lead to go, we got to set this right. right. I'm right. not talking. The other stuff, like the ticky-tack hold, not hold, no. Don't step in for that one. Because that one is a, a judgment. You guys were obviously out of position, referee. Line to whoever's supposed to be the position that so somebody should be able to step in and fix that crap because mm-hmm. that was a touchdown. I mean, that was literally truly affected the outcome of a game, and it was a, egregious, yeah. And what Zach Taylor and um Burrow and the QB coach they got to go back to the drawing board on like, look, while we want to keep the big play in our repertoire. We also going to have to find a way to become a team that if need be, if the, if the big play is taken away from us, we're going to have to find a way to matriculate the, the football up and down the field. Sometimes you have to do a 12 play drive. And also, I don't think, I don't think Zach and Burrow have their red zone offense down as good as they can, as good as it should be. I, I think all season long and in the, even in the postseason, which is why McPherson became such a household name. You want to know why he became a household name? Because they couldn't score in the red zone. <laughs> Because they couldn't score when they crossed the half field. When they crossed the half field, things got kind of bogged down. And again, Joe is young. They, I don't. Joe doesn't know the whole playbook yet. I mean, as good as he is, he looks great and he makes the throws and he's cool, calm, and collective. But there's still things about defenses that manipulate him mentally that he hasn't figured out yet. He's still really, really young. So I'm not criticizing him at all. But red zone offense and longer drives, sustaining drives, are going to be some things that. And you'll see him improve on that next season because he's that good. But right now, that came home to roost in the Super Bowl. It seems the one thing to remember about yesterday is if you wear white, you're going to win. 16 of the last 18 teams that wore white, whether they were home or away, You're supposed to tell me stuff like this before the game, Rob, so I could put money on it. Well, we did know something you didn't do then either. We had a sure thing. Yeah, (laughs) I was scared. We we had a sure thing on that one. (laughs) 
And I should have bet blue Gatorade. Why wouldn't it be blue? Of course it's going to be blue. It was the Rams. If it was, if I think if it had been the Bengals, it would have been orange or red. Like, simple. Like, those are stupid things I just don't think about. We come back. Lots to look at with the game itself. We're also going to look forward to what's going to continue to happen around us. And we'll talk some golf as, as well. Anybody watch the waste management on Saturday? Anybody see the, or was that Friday? Friday was the hole in one. Was it Friday or Saturday the hole in one? Saturday. It all runs together. I thought it was Sunday or Saturday. No, Saturday because Joe told me he watched it on the plane. So it was Saturday. So it was Saturday. Let me, hold on. Let me go get my rocking chair. There there were two on 16. Yeah, there were two. That one, one was Sunday. The first one. The first one was. The true beginning of what could be a tradition. Let me go get my rocking chair. Rudy has some thoughts. Let me go get we my rocking chair. We want to hear from your chair. thoughts, the waste management, and the 16th <laughs> hole. We're also going to look at the SEC. The rich get richer. Oh, my goodness. The payday. Oh, you. Texas, make bail. You're missing out on the cash, man. They just distributed it, and you're going to be astounded by how much these teams are making. Lots to talk about. Oh, my goodness. Let's take a break and get back as fast as possible. You're on San Antonio Sports Star. That's ESPN AM 1250. And that's right, 103.3 FM. (laughs) This is Joe Reinagle on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R in the morning. Rudy and Rob with you back home in the comfortable confines of the Radio Ranch. It's Carl not Schoenig. freezing. No, it's not. I have coffee. I'm going to turn into a diva. Like, I'm out at Radio Row in L.A., the best weather ever, and I'm complaining that it's cold and I didn't have coffee. I'm turning into Jason. Well, it was cold. It was And freezing. we didn't have coffee. <laughs> so I think we had a legitimate... You know, it was weird doing the show in the morning in this aircraft carrier. Dude, it's too big. We were in this huge, huge room. The biggest room at the LA Convention Center, to give you an idea. It you could have put two football fields in there. Mm-hmm. And it was us and Dallas, the ticket in Dallas. At that time. At that time when we showed up in the morning. I mean, that's it. Us. Us, the ticket in Dallas, and about five thousand cops. Yes, dude. And uh, I'm 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 happy for law enforcement that were there because they really <laughs> They really got some free money. <laughs> I mean, you, everybody's on point. No, when you see that many cops, you're going to be on your best behavior, right? So, if everybody, I hope everybody was getting thirty, forty an hour because they were just on their phones chilling. They were Good morning, Good morning, <laughs> everywhere. afternoon, afternoon. You find some coffee? Not yet. Not yet. Where are you going? How you doing? That's about all. <laughs> they were greeters. They were mall greeters. They were. They had three cops <laughs> per door. Dude. I mean, at, at just a door, there'd be three cops yeah. guarding it, and twelve bomb dogs. Lots of bomb dogs. No, when the first, when that first day, and the dog walked up on our table, I was like, "Yo, hold on, well, what's going?" All these guys in radio, and, whoa, whoa yeah. it's legal here, right? I know, uh, for real, <laughs> yeah. for real. I was like, "Yo," but no. Um, then you got the preachers outside of the stadium. Why haven't you found? You got them. They got their microphone and their little speaker, and they're standing outside the stadium, <laughs> and they're on the corner. Why haven't you found Jesus? It's in our music. It's in your soul. Come tonight, dude. <laughs> LA. We had one preacher get rolled up on by a bike dude. Almost dude. got into a fight, and he was like, "That's not his name. His name is." They're talking religious talk. And the guy was like, no, sir, it's this. And the bike dude goes, you want to get your ass whooped over this? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know Let what? me move. Uh, like, I, I started looking at Rob like, you want to move? Because these dudes, and I don't know what was going on, but 
props to the the preacher. He kept his cool. <laughs> I guess he felt like I got Jesus with me because the dude on the bike was spitting and he was cussing. Like, you want to get your ass whipped behind this? I'm like, bro, he's talking about God right he's now. Trying to fight with? I don't care. If I don't any know preacher. what. You, I don't know if you want to fight with him right now. So you might get struck down. I don't know. But I was like, yo, Rob, we are gonna have to move because we're sitting there waiting for our Uber and biker dude is about to fight the preacher this is real this is a true story and he's spitting and stuff and i'm like bro come on you're spitting a lot of ubers a lot of good times sleep wars we taking pictures of rob while he sleep rob taking pictures of me while i'm sleep <laughs> sleep wars was real <laughs> notice it was only us that were falling asleep because we were the we only were ones getting up at 2 30 in the morning yeah and a minute because he drove us to work. Yeah, but he would go back and go to sleep. Yeah. Or he'd get lost on the way back and finally get back in time to Bro. bring them in. And by the way, important safety tip, and I won't say who did it. Uh-oh. Uh, if you're doing the dishes in somebody else's dishwasher, you probably don't want to use dish soap on in the dishwasher. That's never a good idea. Who? I got to say. Oh, I you, gotta you, didn't, you didn't get to experience this because you were I long gone. I didn't do. I didn't have to take part in any of the cleaning. One of the four remainings, five remaining. Okay. No, four remaining. You were gone. Okay. As we cleaned up on uh, Saturday morning, we were doing the dishes, and one of us, who doesn't work either mornings or afternoons, um, one of us was tasked with doing the dishes, okay, and putting Is them in the dishwasher, which he did exceptionally well. And then he couldn't find the, the, the dishwasher soap, not the dish soap. See, he couldn't find the dishwasher soap, the little yeah, pods the little pod. or the powder or whatever they whatever, had. He couldn't yeah. find it. So he used um, dishwashing liquid. Dishwashing liquid. I don't know how much he used. All I know is we had a phone party in the kitchen. You're kidding. No. How no. does this not make the WhatsApp? I didn't see. I, I saw the aftermath. I walked down. Like, to, no, I didn't see it. I walked down serious? to a bunch of bath towels in the kitchen. <laughs> like, what happened? Oh, uh, one of us who doesn't work either early in the morning or later in the afternoon was uh, doing the dishes. And then when they ask him, we go, what was this? Because oh, I do this all the time. You're lying. No, you don't. <laughs> Because if you use the dish washer, dish no, detergent, he did not do that. He did that, and then he backed it up with, oh, I do it all the time. I don't know what kind of dishwasher you got, but you don't want to do that. Because so there was bath towels everywhere when you came downstairs? Yeah, to pick up the foam that was coming out like we were. I should have invited some people over and well, just had a foam party. I, I would have. We would have. Dude, I know. Yeah, I know. the. I know. Oof. I know y'all killed him. He took a beating this weekend. Some deserved, some because he's some rookie. Some deserved, some because he's rookie, but most mostly, wow, I can't wait to see him. Him Most likely team to, to get back next year. I like it. Of the two. <laughs> um, Neither. Neither. But if you put in the gun to my head to pick one, I will tell you on the other side. We will talk about who is most likely to return. Carolina Teague will be here at 830. The Bulls are on the docket and the Spurs on the road with a brand new refastened team. And they're playing pretty well. Was Derek White in the way? I think he was causing the problem. Because Manu tweeted about DeJounte. 
you know, the old school guys, they, they picky. They're, they're not easy to please. They're not easy to impress. He's in the club. He just learned a handshake. Manu yeah. tweeting about DeJounte. I was like, DeJounte, you're in, man. You're this in the club. H-E-B commercial time, Here baby. Cubs, give him a robe. It's H-E-B commercial time. have a robe standing next yeah, to Sean man. the Coyote. I was like, okay, Manu. Stay with us. We got so much to get into in so little time. So lock it in. You're on ESPN, well, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. It's R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're glad you're with us. You think ODB had a warranty? Think Odell had oh, a well, warranty on his OBJ. Old dirty. No. I thought you were old dirty. But I was like, what a Wu Tang <laughs> reference on R and R. Well out. No, that's all you good. Think he had a warranty on his knee, dude? Because that's the same one. So I gotta ask Doc Garrett about that on Wednesday, like. My surgeon, we got to talk. If it, if it doesn't hold up for two years, we come oh, back. Yeah, you got to give me my money back or something. I get a free surgery. <laughs> now, as soon as that happened, um, Debo, who we saw this week, Old Spice lineup was nice. They had Debo, uh, CD. Micah? Derrick Henry. No, Parsons was doing pizza. Yeah, no. Derrick Henry. The Old Spice lineup was nice, but Debo tweeted right after Odell went down that turf should be banned. That fake turf, we got to get it out of here. I heard it. I heard it. I don't know what years. I don't know what we're t- I don't it know is. what I don't know what we're waiting on. Just bring in the fake grass. What was that? What do you mean fake grass? Like that fake like grass? That, not fake grass. The grass like the pallets. Like what you what you get like when you're building your home. And you're like you're building your home and you bring in the pallets. Why are we not just playing on even if it's inside, you can bring in the pallets of real grass. And just stack them together like you yeah, like you know, I need I know that's what they do in Arizona. Well they just roll the whole field out. Yeah. That whole field rolls out on wheels out into the sun. I would have to go. I would. I would have to need need someone to do the research and tell me how many of those non contacts came on that fake stuff. I don't. Well, I don't know. I but I don't this. I've heard arguments about going back to grass forever, but it's not until we come up with some sort of easily right. <clears throat> excuse me, growable grass without having the green lights and all the expensive electricity yeah, part of this and the water. That's a part of it. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. It just makes it easier. We've got a couple things to get into. First, uh, the SEC announced their payoff for being a member of the elite conference. It's up, what, $12 million over last year? Yeah. So right now, um, excluding like playoff expenses and stuff like that, coming into next season, everybody's going to get $54.6 <laughs> So if you're Texas and know you, Rob, and your buyout is $77 million, pay that. Yes. Pay that you're gonna get fifty. You're gonna get fifty five next season. So you really only came off of twenty two. You only came off of twenty two to leave. Did I did I do something wrong? No, 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 no. It, it, there actually have been signs that the conference realignment might happen sooner. With a lot of com- conference USA teams already leaving for the Sun Belt, that. and the Sun Belt already dropping two of their members that weren't football teams. So I think that if not. This year, it's going to be next year, and people are thinking it would be two more years. The thing about, I won't even say rich, the thing about the super wealthy, they hate spending money. So what Texas and OU are doing right now, they, 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 you know, you log on to the bank account and you see a billion. So you got the $77 million. You just try to figure out a way to make it, make it less. And we found it. You think this is news because it's just news? No, this is news. Tell us so Texas to know you can see. Hey, man, come on, man. We're not waiting until 20. We ain't waiting until 2025. We got 55 waiting on you. In two years, you're going to make a buck 10. What are y'all waiting for? 
What are you waiting for? Spend that seventy million. In the seventy million, I thought it was like seventy-seven. It was something crazy. I don't like care that. what it is. Come on, man. Let's get this going. Come, come down here with the big boys, man. Let's get this thing going. But that's a ridiculous amount of money. That's not fair. That's big bank take little bank. It's not fair. Well, it, it, fairness, it is. It, fairness has nothing to do with it. <laughs> what is it? Uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Right. I mean, they they're gonna. That's why they <laughs> are what they are. That's why we had Texas and OU decimate another conference to get there. Yeah, man. So they say in 2025, I can't see it. You can find the money in the cushions. Basically, Come on, man. They saying. have it. They have it right now. Scratch that check. Come on down to the big boy room. Carolina Teague will be here in just a couple of minutes, about 23 or so mm-hmm. exact, as we look for the Spurs taking on the Bulls tonight on the road. We'll look at the new roster and uh, and how they're going to stop DeMar, quite frankly, as DeMar DeRozan to say hello to his former teammates scoring 35 a game for the last five games. But before we go, uh, as we put the Super Bowl to bed in, this, in the 21-22 NFL season into perspective, as it is now in the rearview mirror. Who's coming back? Who's right? coming back? You know, I, I I don't think Joe Burrow and the, the Bengals are the Miami Dolphins with Dan Marino. I don't think it's one of those situations where they'll never be back. But they've got a lot of problems to fix. They overcame a lot to get where they are. They had some luck along the way as well. Yeah, and, and they couldn't have gotten there without it. But we always talk about how do you build a football team? It's inside out, front to back, as we've learned from Lewis Riddick and a variety of general managers. And that seems to be their problem. And that's the uh, most difficult part, other than getting a quarterback, is finding those kind of guards and tackles that are going to protect this investment. See, so they are the the hindsight twenty twenty argument of today is going to be was it the right move with chase because you didn't win it all and you didn't win it all because you couldn't protect the quarterback now when chase was on the board there was an all-world lineman that was on the board that the the grinded out gms were like no we need to get you know the grinded out gms like they got to protect burrow they got to protect burrow that's why he tore his acl cincinnati went ahead and got him his buddy from lsu and you know to their credit they made it all the way to the super bowl a lot to do with Jamar Chase. So was it the right move? I'm gonna still I'm gonna still side on a side of yes it was. And now you, you know, you now you know what you address. I think I I'm pretty sure their first, second round, second round and their third round will be offensive linemen. And I'm sure they'll sign a guy here and there in free agency with that money as well. I've never I don't think we'll ever well, we have never seen two wins, four wins Super Bowl appearance. So they did something Doing right, something right, but they just didn't get in, didn't do enough. On the other side, the Rams pushed it all in. They, I mean, and they, they won, spent every dollar, they spent every penny, and they won on the last flop card. You know, basically, if they hadn't have done it, all in would have cost. Them. Now mm-hmm. they're all in. They win it. And they didn't do it decisively, but they did it. Aaron Donald's talking about retiring. I don't know how they're going to hold on to some of the stars they've got. Yeah, it looks like they're left. Whitworth's going to retire as well. So if you ask me, Rob, I'm going to say Bengals, only because the Rams, like somebody's got to go, right? The Bengals are on a bunch of rookie deals. Mm-hmm. And their conference, I think, is a little bit Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say if, easier. if I have to pick, or not, again, I think it won't. I don't know if either will be, but I'll go, I will go with the Bengals. But then again, you still, there's still Josh Allen, there's still Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. over there. And those two guys, they're not going anywhere either. So... I'll pick the Bengals have the best opportunity because they're going to be able to retain most of their players. And if the Rams lose 
the talent that we expect him to lose. What if Aaron Donald retires? Are they back here? And, and I, no, I don't see. I don't see how they could be. Right. Quite frankly, because that defense got better during the middle of the season. That defense wasn't very good. Remember, there was no. Just we a bunch were coming in here in the wrong direction. You and I were coming in here saying, like, why are we talking about Matthew Stafford when the defense can't stop anybody? But the all-in thing is what I want other general managers, regardless of league, to see. The idea that you know what. Future be damned. It's all about now. Well, you know what though, Rob. This is the thing. When my when our guy, um, that you heard at training camp right here on San Antonio Sports Star Jerry Jones. When Jerry Jones was operating that way, even though he didn't get it right, when he was operating on like, I want him. I want him too. I want him too. Everybody's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And then the Rams do it, and they get it right. Mm-hmm. Now it's the right thing to do. Well, Jerry was trying to do that for a decade, and we killed him for it. Like, no, Jerry, you can't just go off the limb and just go buy players. You can't do that. This is not This is not where we're at anymore. You sure? Because I just saw the Rams do it. I don't know. The Rams probably don't have a first-round pick until 2030. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know when and the, the next salary cap through the roof. So you damn you do, damn you don't. Because if you do this, it's like, oh, see, that's why you're smart. That's the type of GM and owner you want. And then when you don't get it right, then everybody's like, that's stupid. You got to go through the draft. Do what you want. But respect to Les Snead. Absolutely. And McVeigh just going, this is Vaughn, it. We're in. Odell paid Aaron Donald. They went and traded for Jalen Ramsey. Went and traded for Matthew Stafford. That's This ain't even all in. It's got to be a different word. <laughs> got to be a different term for it. And, you know, with us here in San Antonio, we're so accustomed to the long view. That it's hard to fathom, but I think the Spurs, in some way or form, kind of did the same thing. They finally made the decision: this is who we're going to be. Right now, it's not an immediate all-in if we fail. No, no, no. But no. at least they pivoted. And sometimes franchises, a lot of franchises, never pivot. They're just trying. They don't see above or past the next hill. Mm-hmm. Well, the Rams, Rams told us, go get it, throw the dice, and it, you know, fifty-fifty. But if it works. You got to put. You get to put on a gold jacket like Stafford does now. Maybe Donald's going to say goodbye. Let me think. When we're all said and done, Aaron, that's a yellow. Stafford, that's a yellow. Von Miller's going to get a yellow. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's going to get a yellow, probably. Cooper Cup's going to get a yellow. Dude, the that- left tackle that's just retired, he's probably going to get a yellow. So when it's all said and done, they may have. What, about six Hall of Famers on that team? And, and by most measures, the the belief is there's probably only 20 pro bowlers playing at any given, I mean, all Hall of Famers playing at any given time in a season. Damn. And they had six, five, six. Yeah, when we look back, we're going to be like, damn, that was a damn good team. Really so, good. Oh, go ahead. So to answer your question earlier, the Rams are entering their fifth consecutive year without a first-round pick. They've traded their first-round pick for a veteran player in every draft since 2018, and they aren't scheduled to have another one until 2024 unless they trade up, which seems unlikely because they only have, like, fifth- and sixth-round picks to work with this year and next year and such. See, this is that's the definition of all-in. Like, when you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen in 2023. We're focused on today. And, you know, and I hope the, the true Ram fans out there not – you know, Will Smith and LeBron and every superstar out there. We ain't, I ain't talking about them, which it was star-studded last night. It was. Which was amazing. Not a mask. And the thing is, you know why it was so star-studded? They were in re- Some of them were in regular seats. You don't normally see that. That's how you know a building was fully sold out. 
But to the real Rams fans out there, you have to know that. And you have to be patient with that. Like, y'all sold your soul for this season. So in 2024, if it's ugly and you're, you're, you're 6 and 11, rewind the tape to 2022. That was your payoff. Like, that's my daughter, like my 13-year-old. Like, her birthday's in June, but she'd be asking for so much stuff. Throughout the year. I'm like, hey, you know, your birthday's coming up. Your birthday's coming up. So when your birthday comes and you get a card, rewind to what you to, got to January when you beg me for Tyler the Creator tickets. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever. Now, I will say that I think things were, it fell perfectly for them. It, if you're a general manager, I'd like to, I'd like that they see you're all in, but they yeah. also had to go. We were, we had to score with two minutes to go to win this thing. All in. And we had to go, we had to go all right. in and we had to score. And we still barely two, got out. And we still barely got out, but at least they got there. And I think that's what fandom wants. At least Absolutely. you went all in and tried. I'd hate to be Oklahoma City right now, still sucking with 18 number one picks in the next two weeks, or next 10 years. I'd much rather be the Rams with a title in my pocket. And let's see if we can make yeah. it work next. Yeah. We owe you headlines. We sure do. They've doubled up in the last hour. Amen. Carl, let's give it to him. Let's do the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline two. Lost in the shuffle of Super Bowl weekend. This one deserves a little bit of revisiting as the NFL says Washington commanders blocked Uh-oh. access to documents related to their investigation. What? The NFL, in a letter to the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday, blamed the, of well, last week, blamed the Washington commanders for blocking access to more than 100,000 documents related to the investigation into their workplace culture, a charge the team denied, but one that highlighted a growing fissure between the two parties. The letter written by the NFL's attorneys and sent to Rep. Carolyn Mahoney of New York and the committee chairwoman, Rep. Raja Krishnamurithi of Illinois, came out one week after new allegations of sexual harassment against Washington owner Daniel Snyder came to light. The prompted calls for more investigation while appearing to divide the NFL and the team. The quote is, "We, while the NFL and commanders continue to point fingers at each other, the fact remains that the NFL still has not turned over the findings of the Wilkinson investigation or the underlying documents to the committee, the statement read, until the NFL holds Mr. Schneider accountable and stops hiding the truth about the outrageous workplace conduct under his watch. The league claims about transparency and accountability will continue to ring hollow. I don't know. I got lost in there. Um, uh, they're going to take his franchise. It's coming. Just get ready. Get ready. Snyder will not be the owner of the Washington fighter, Commanders. Rob. I don't care. Uh, in five years. It might be sooner than that. I guess they're it, coming. But when you block information. They're coming. There's a lot been going on. I don't know, Rob. I'm, 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 look, I'm starting to come to your side because you've been saying this for quite some time. At what point do you take his team? And then now I'm finding out you're blocking certain information. Are coming for you. Now, I don't know if they're going to get it because it's hard at to the take end of the team. day, well, yeah, it's hard. It is, and every owner doesn't want the same kind of scrutiny given to them. Because if you open that door, once it's a very slippery slope, once you allow this to happen to another member of this thirty-two team cartel, then they start coming for you too. But this is getting worse and worse. Yeah, they may force them to sell. And the NFL is the league itself is about 
to be tarnished. Now we're starting about not just tarnishing the, the football team or the Redskins makes, or the Commanders. Yeah. Now it's rubbing off on this shield. Makes you look bad as a league when you continue to let them operate. And when you have congressional oversight committees now talking about it, they're coming for you. Yeah. And it might be one of those deals with the devil that the NFL has to make where we will take the franchise and we will put this to bed if you don't start keep digging into our stuff. Yeah. Because I have a feeling the NFL might be as culpable in some of this stuff, the league, as the team. Because this all ties into, goes back to John Gruden. Because Gruden, the emails that he was sending back and forth back that got him fired this year 10 years ago was to the former president of the Washington football team, yeah, the, the, the Redskins at the time. Right. This is ugly and it's going to get worse. Agree with that. We had an opportunity to meet with a, a young lady who sat right by us, who was a freelance re- um, reporter with the, the football team. We did? Yeah, the lady right beside us. Her husband, we met her husband. Uh, oh, she works for the really? football team. Okay, I didn't know that. The and ones she, that were behind us. Yeah, and she just kind of behind the scenes. Nothing I can talk about. She said a lot of this stuff is <laughs> worse than you can believe. Damn, I didn't even know that. Okay. So it, it's ugly, and and rightfully so. I think the investigation is going to pull out some more dirt. And I don't know if they can take the franchise, but they can make it awfully difficult to function right. underneath the, the league's premises if you don't sell it. And I think that's what happened in Carolina. Agreed. Moving on. Headline one. Christian Pulisic says, I put too much pressure on myself to save U.S. men's national team. Pulisic said he puts himself under too much pressure to try and save the soccer team as he tries to live up to the high standards set for others in his career. In an exclusive interview with ESPN, the 23-year-old revealed the difficulties facing fulfilling the Captain America tag given to him ever since bursting onto the scene as a teenager with Borussia Dortmund. Currently, U.S. is tied in second with Mexico with 21 points in the qualifier where only the top three get into Qatar this 2022. Um, There is a lot of pressure on him because as soon as he stepped on the scene, he became the best player we've ever had. Okay, so he is. The best player we've ever had. The best American player. The best American player that we've ever had. I remember a long time ago, some guy named Freddie Adu. He was supposed to. He he never never lived up to the hype. He never did a damn thing. And I believe there's one or two after him. Who's the guy that recently retired that was Landon? Landon. Landon scored a lot of goals for us. And I'm not disrespecting Landon Donovan, but he's not Pulisic. I mean, we had Todd Ramos, Landon Donovan. We've had uh, Dempsey. You know, we've had some guys that can play, but none of them are Pulisic. So I understand where he's coming from. And not everybody does well with that pressure. Like, there's some people, you know, there's some people that can call the chosen one. And they live up to it and go get four rings and become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Um, can you do that as a, as a soccer player, given the, what, the nature of the game? Can would, you be LeBron in soccer? Like, literally, it doesn't matter who you're with. It's hard because it's, it's 11 people on the field. But then again, LeBron's never been alone. No. Anybody, nobody wins alone. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Pulisic is going to have to have some some dogs with them. But in those big games when it's zero, nil-nil or it's 1-1 and it's late, you're going to have to find ways to score goals. So he's the best we've ever had, but now he's got to actually go out there and do it. And I can understand him putting that pressure on us. It's a lot. Call him Captain America for Pete's sake. Well, the team sucks. That's I what don't I'm feel I, okay, <laughs> Pulisic, you're good. I, I I didn't realize he was under that much pressure. Right. I didn't either. So I just heard this right now. Moving on. Headline zero. 
Wow. Well, I hope you already got your bets in for Super Bowl 57 as the odds have been revealed and Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills are co-favorites. The glory of the L.A. Rams' 23-20 victory over the Bengals in Super Bowl 56 is still coursing through the heart of the victors. And now everybody else in the league renews a dream that they'll win Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. On Sunday night, Topeka Sportsbook unveiled its future book odds for next season with the Bills and Kansas City Chiefs slotted at plus 650 co-favorites. The Bengals' disrespect continues. People like me disrespected him because I was saying, you know, I said, hey, um, we all know that the Super Bowl was played when the Chiefs and Buffalo game. And lo and behold, the Bengals end up winning. And that's how we're going to start next season with Bengals disrespect. I'm looking at odds from trying to figure out the book. I'm not sure where it comes from, but this is just the numbers I'm looking at. Bills at plus 750 tied with the Chiefs. The Rams at plus 1,100. The Bengals coming at plus 12, just ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. And the Denver Broncos at plus 1,600. A lot of teams, the Broncos, the Pack, and the 49ers come in that way. So the Cowboys still in that list. The Rams coming in a little bit high, I think. Where they got them? At plus 1,100. They're third, just behind the Bills and the Chiefs. Who's third? The boys? The the Rams come oh, at plus the Rams. 11. Okay, the Bengals at plus 12, even with the Cowboys. Next, plus 1,600 are the Broncos and the Packers and the 49ers. 2,000 is the Ravens, Cardinals, and Titans at 2,200 tied with the Patriots. Tampa Bay comes in at 2,500. Then the odds start getting longer and yeah. longer and longer. So the usual suspects I mean, we got the return. usual suspects, right. And then it's also going to depend, like, if Aaron stays, because all reports now, the Packers are going to go all in. He ain't leaving. If he stays, then I think you got to throw the Packers back in there. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. Let's shift our focus to the San Antonio Spurs. Four games into the rodeo road trip. Big trades last week. Now we get to see them on the road in a, kind of a sheltered environment. We'll talk about who we expect to see tonight. Who's They're 2-1 the, and one already, Ralph. Yes, but it, it was all Derek White's fault. Yeah. It was in DeJounte's way. Did you read the article where he did not think hear it, did not know it was coming? In Atlanta, he did not expect to be traded. Yeah, man, I, I've heard I've had people say that he was pretty shocked. Mm-hmm. I've heard rumors that Keldon was highly upset. I don't blame him. Um, it's a business, though. It is, and and everybody deals with it. And sadly, you know, we've all dealt with it. It doesn't matter the year you're in. Yeah. Sometimes things happen, whether you're a on the eighth grade B team and your best guy gets a bad grade and can't come back or moves away. It just happens, and it sucks. Like Pop says, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got traded. You ain't Kareem. You'll be all right, Derek. You'll be, and it looked like he started out pretty well with Boston. Let's look at the Spurs. Carolina Teague joins us next. Shoot around in them Spurs here on the San Antonio Sports Star. That's ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R gets you ready for tonight's game. The Shoot-Around. Welcome back. R&R continues with the Shoot-Around. And when we shoot around, we welcome aboard our Spurs insider. Her name is Carolina Teague. She's at about 7 o'clock on your viewing screen, all you early birds and those watching live. Aren't you glad you're in there now? Welcome aboard, Carolina. How are you? Hey. I don't think she can hear us. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Hey, what's up? Good morning, Carolina. We get back to work after. Oh, look at you. No kidding. We're not in red. We didn't do this right, Rudy. 
Oh you yeah, I don't. I thought that was is that I thought women. So, I don't know about. I never wore. I'm not a red guy. Have you ever seen me in red? Oh, I yeah. I'm not a. I don't do red well. I don't know. Well, I, I remember I wore it one time. My wife was like, she didn't hate it, but she was like, that's different. Well, for so me, I didn't know how to take that, so I haven't worn it since. My high school and my first university was red, so I, I grew up oh. a lot of red. And then when my boys went to school, our arch rival wore red, so red just kind of left the. Uh, but then we got San Antonio Sports Star with red and black, so it's coming back yeah. into my wardrobe. Yeah, I don't look yeah. nearly as good as Carolina. Now, on the other side, have you gotten your other a gift? Are you sending anything? Or are you just sitting today expecting, waiting for yours? <laughs> so, we, um, <laughs> so, no, I didn't get a gift. Um, he did ask me what I wanted today. I told him I just wanted to go out to eat because I like to eat a lot. So, we are going to go out to eat. We're going to go to this place called Bob's. And that's over there at the rim. I heard it's a really good. Oh, the steak house. and chop. I think oh, you're going to sponsor yeah. y'all. Though. Oh yeah, that's you're gonna you're gonna eat well. Now, you're, Carolina, you're not the type that says don't get me anything, but you better get me something. Kind of. Are you doing that? No. Is that you? No, I tell people to get me. Something. I'm like, I want roses. Like I always say, like I want uh, roses and I want chocolate. I'm a traditional girl, so I'm not like give me a pair of shoes or give me. Because he was asking me, do you want a pair of shoes? Do you want a jacket? I was like, just give me roses and just call it a day. Have you ever bought your wife no, clothes? No, yeah, of course. You I bought mean, your wife clothes. Yeah, she picks out. Yeah, I've never gone and presumed to buy any item of clothing for my wife unless I have been given specific instructions. Exactly. Right. Because I don't. First of all, I'm not good with sizes. And I, no matter what I do, I make her mad. No. No, no, I mean, no. Don't do that. Unless it's specifically. I either go way told, too big or way yeah. too small. And either way, is wrong. The only thing I can do on my own is tennies. Like I can find, I can get her oh, tennis shoes. Kicks. Yeah, but the thing kicks. is, yeah. Because the size and the thing is, like, if I buy, if like I get a gift and it's like a size like up or two in pants, I'm like, do you think that I gained weight? See, like, yeah, very personal. That's yeah. our advice to the young brothers out there. Oh, uh, be very careful about buying the right clothing. You Good might, Lord. because you're trying to do right. You're trying to do something nice, and you end up getting into a fight because you chose it wrong. Just mm. a little bit, not a fight. But you're yeah. trying, you know, on, on Valentine's Day, most of us are, we want everything to go well. Smooth as glass. No hiccups. Birthday and anniversary is more important, though. But. I agree. Um, something else is important. Pop tied Lenny Wilkins. Yes, sir. He has, uh, we only have one, one more closer. hurdle to pass. And maybe we'll get one game closer as the Spurs sit tonight in Chicago taking on the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan has been on fire. Now, you know, we have a, a segment. The way we build this thing is we like to talk about ourselves, and then we like to talk about our enemies, right. and then In we like order. to talk about injuries. But knowing ourselves, I hardly know ourselves. So let's do this right now. we got to know ourselves. Know yourself. I was running through the six with my wealth. So the one thing we know, the new member of the Spurs royalty. Mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray, we know him. Yeah. Manu knows him. Manu's tweeting about it. Manu's <laughs> talking about how good DeJounte has become. And with that in mind, we know he's there, Carolina. Who can we expect to see starting tonight? What kind of lineup should we see? Um, I think it's going to be the same startup that we saw for the Pelicans game that worked for them. Keldon Johnson, Doug McDermott, Jakob Pertle, DeJounte Murray, Devin Vassell. I think that the Bulls have a size problem, and I think that that lineup could solve the problem that they have. I mean, could solve that for them. 
I'm just really happy that my ex-boyfriend and my current boyfriend are meeting once again on Valentine's Day. Um, so I think it's going to be a great starting lineup. Uh, just seeing Devin Vassell get in as, is in as a starter, I think it's going to be great for the Spurs tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes out. So going with Vassell, which I, I, I kind of figured it don't, it makes the most sense because I, I feel like they're, they're not, I won't say putting all their eggs in this basket, but I think he's clearly a part of the future along with Keldon and DeJounte is slowly starting to mold into that big three. But the way he, Jakob, when, when did Jakob turn into Dikembe Mutombo? How many blocks did he have against the Pelicans? And can we see this Jakob going forward? Because a lot of people were after Jakob mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Did that, did the Spurs pause? Do you think the Spurs keeping him and not trading him? Carolina is going to help his confidence going forward. Even yes, more so. I think, yeah, because I think Yasa Pirtle brings a great uh, piece to the floor, especially with rim protection. And as we've seen throughout the entire season, I think he's been getting progressively better. I don't think I've seen a game where he's completely off, like zero rebounds or zero assists. Like he's had games where he's either dominating on the defensive end of the floor or he's dominating on the offensive end of the floor. So I think he's a great piece to the San Antonio Spurs and he's, underrated in my opinion for the most part. I think so too. I always have it. Yeah. I have him in my top two. I think it's DeJounte Murray and Yaka Pertle when I look at the mm. team. He's in my top two. And then it's uh, probably Devin Vassell now. Or actually KJ too. KJ and then Devin Vassell. I would go in that order for them. But good point about Devin Vassell saying, you know, he, you know, is getting more minutes and things like that. Greg Popovich did say in the last game after the one against the Pelicans that he's been great um on and getting more confident and he's just doing a great job especially with playing more as well so i think they're going to keep him on the floor more simply based off pop's words especially with him growing confidence as he plays i like i think we're going to see more of him in i don't think we're going to see him starting who vassell why who's I, gonna start over i think lonnie walker's gonna get no he's I'm, not okay <laughs> mark my words no he's not happening all right no way i think mcdermott is going to be in that small forward is going to take vassell and with because vassell's going to that second unit i think we're going to see a little bit more lonnie walker but they 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 play he he played mcbuckets and vassell together in the start i agree but i think if we look at our starting lineup what i would expect to see going on and i'm not sure lonnie walker will be the long-term starter but given nah. what we see tonight i think we'll see Dejounte, lonnie keldon doug and Jakob as the starter, and Devin Vassell coming off the bench. That's just my assumption yeah. of what I've seen flowing around. It doesn't mean Vassell's going to have less minutes. He's just not going to be the first guy on the court. We'll see. We'll agree to disagree on that one. Well, we'll find out tonight. Would you put your whole paycheck on Lonnie starting? No, no, no. I just saw uh, the last couple of games. It could be, uh, I yeah. do believe this is a show-me time for Lonnie. If you're going to be a Spur, yeah. this is the time to do it. The Spurs have told us, well, we might get into the play-in game, and if we do, that's gravy. But this is more about next. This is not really about going forward. And we got other guys to figure out if we're going to want to keep around, too. So, you know, I, I think Langford, will, we'll find out about him in the G and in the practice. It's a while before we'll see if he's going to be anything. But I do think Walker has shown some minutes and shown some poise there that maybe has earned a start over the next couple of games. So it wouldn't shock me to see Lonnie Walker start. Now let's figure out what the Bulls are going to start because they are decimated with injuries. No, your enemy. The Demar is killing it, playing as well as anybody in the NBA, and certainly needs to be considered in that MVP discussion. The Bulls uh, host the Spurs tonight, sit at thirty-six and twenty-one. They are first place in the uh, East, the Eastern Central Conference, and this is who we expect to see, I believe. 
Ayu Desomnia, I said that correctly. Uh, correctly. Yeah. Matt Thomas, DeMar DeRozan, Troy Brown, and Nikola Vucevic. That not, doesn't strike fear in the hearts of many. No, it doesn't. And um, but at the same time, you still got to deal with them. I still, I'm not going to push this one past them. But I think definitely the way they've looked against the way they looked against the Hawks, who the Hawks haven't been the team that we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Uh, and we all know the Pelicans are worse off than we are. But uh, I think this is a game the Spurs can win because, especially with Levine out, that's a whole that's a whole other yeah. monster to deal with. Bulls have won three straight. They're six and four in their last ten, and that's primarily because of the way Demar's been playing. They've lost a few with him going off, and they yeah, won yeah. their last three with him going off. This will be one of those if they can sneak in and get this. This will be one of those that'll make you feel good about yourself on the road against an Eastern Conference contender mm-hmm. that's kind of damaged right now. So th- if I'm the Spurs who really are playing in a situation now for incremental growth, the way yeah. they've kind of tuned things up, they're either going to come in hyped and ready to go, or they're going to start running into what's my role now? Where am I supposed to be? Because I think for the first couple of games, it's just fun. Right. You know, we're saying goodbye to Derek and we're trying to find some space here. We've got a couple of new guys here. Zach Collins is now finding more and more time in the rotation. Some, so some of the guys that are accustomed to going in at the, like the six minute ain't, it ain't happening. Yeah. So it's, that's either easy to adopt to e- early or you start questioning your role on a team. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how the Spurs start that first quarter. Right. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, in regards to the Bulls, I mean, they've had, they did have one of their best offensive games against the Timberwolves on Friday. They shot 63.2% at the, uh, from the field goal range. They're currently ranked top 10 in the league with their shooting efficiency and scoring and their 12th with assists. But um, defensively, the, the Bulls lately have been giving up 130-point performances and they struggle to rotate off the ball. So the Chicago mm. Bulls do have a lot of struggles defensively. So, you know, I was thinking about the Spurs keys to victory for tonight. They, I think they should try to get an early lead, like the way they were doing with the Pelicans and the Hawks, getting a good lead in the first quarter was really important for the win in those games, especially with the Hawks when they scored less in the second half of the quarter and both quarters. And then when you see the win with the Pelicans, they just had a slight advantage in the first, but I think getting a good, um, you know, lead in the first quarter for the Bulls is important for that win. And also they did really good with rebounding to the Spurs. So I think the Spurs need to do good with rebounding and coming off with offensive points off of those rebounds. And they need to create points off of turnovers like they did with the Pelicans. And they need to play good defense. I mean, the DeMar DeRozan did say that he is struggling out there playing all of those minutes on the Bulls and they really don't have any bench power because of all of the injuries. So, for the Spurs, I think in this particular situation, if they can limit DeMar DeRozan's touches tonight, I think they have a good opportunity to win. And Derek Jones did play with a, a – he has a messed up finger. He had a splinted finger. I saw that. And he only made three points. Yeah. So And he was – he had said that he – even though he's playing, his finger doesn't feel good. So he has to get off the court throughout the entire game. And I think Derek Jones Jr. being able to, you know – He's already injured technically on the court as well. So I think the Spurs do have a good chance of pulling it off tonight. She is Carolina Teague. This is our 
shoot around. Let's do we have any injuries to speak of? Well, we pretty much talked about yeah. all of them. We don't I have mean, Lonzo, really down. Lonzo's out there, Jones. As far as the Spurs side car, we Kata Bates Diop is questionable with a uh, face laceration. He got hit pretty hard in oh. the Atlanta series. Oh. Did not know this. Or the Atlanta game, I should Elbow. say. He didn't play against the Pelicans on Saturday. But not a concussion protocol, just a no, just, just an a, open wound. Just a hit, yeah, hit face. <laughs> oh, man, mm. I had no idea. And Devontae Kaycock will be with the G League tonight. There we have it. Hope we get some more primo action. Okay. She is Carolina T. No, she's Jessica Rabbit, according to her. Oh. I'm Jessica Rabbit today. I've got lipstick and my red shirt. I'm Jessica Rabbit. Hope you guys have a happy Valentine's Day. You Don't too. forget to treat your lady. If y'all are listening, don't forget to treat your lady right today. Today's the day. And man. vice versa. Treat your this man is, right, too. This, this is, is a so, two-way holiday. This made-up-ass holiday. Anniversaries and birthdays are more important than the Valentine's well, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is more important to the unattached. Let's just put it that oh, way. Okay. To, to the to the non-coupled. <laughs> if you're trying to couple, you need to win Valentine's Day. I'm broke. I just got back from L.A. That's my excuse, too. Oh, Lord. See, see, I'm going. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to find out about this. She's Carolina T. We almost made her mad. We better get her off the air. She's going to call us out on our, on our coupledom. Coupledom. Our coupledom. Our ability to keep our wives happy. And some of us need to do a pretty good job today. Yeah, I do. So, I, I, just, I didn't point fingers. Yeah, I do. I'm just talking to the general crowd. I had a rough weekend. I'm not ready to talk about it. Maybe six months down the line we will, but I'm not ready yet. And, you know, we're a crowdsourcing kind of place. Are we? I, I'm, no, what I'm asking is something easy and quick that has worked for you for Valentine's. Something that you just popped into your brain. I'll give you one. One year I was dirt poor in college. I was <laughs> dating my my uh, my wife now. Yeah. Didn't have any money, and I couldn't figure out what to do. So what I did go is buy, you know, the little kids' Valentine's and made up a whole bunch of them. Didn't cost me anything and hit them all around her apartment. Free, easy, cheap, and it showed I cared. Yeah, probably, the, probably the best gift I, had, I ever actually put some thought into. The you guys you have put, one? Yeah, uh, the thoughts, the ones you put the thought. I mean, I filled the bathroom up with the balloons before. See, there you go. That's I've the kind that. of I did, I've never done that. Yeah, I did like a bunch of red balloons. And so when she went in the bathroom, they're all in there. That was one year. You ever tried the rose petals on the bed? No. That's stupid. Don't do that. You'll just wake up with like rose petals plastered to the back of your neck. You know yeah, what I mean? I've you never get done them that. No. Have you ever done like the rose petals from the front door that's what the, i did to the gift i well to the well, i did well to the gift it was going to be you me <laughs> no but the uh, sitting there in I the red bow and the, yeah it just it just turns into a mess it's a pretty mess you yeah, end up having to clean that. it up and flowers he, i think my knowing my wife more now flowers she likes flowers when they're just out the blue you know what i mean like mm-hmm. let's say it's june 22nd and i you know i give us like valentine's it's like well, of course. I think flowers mean more on days where you just, they're not expected. Like on Valentine's Day, it's like, yeah, of course you got me flowers, fool. That's a cop out. Yeah. My wife always be like, you made one call. You made a call and they delivered it. You didn't do anything. And you know, other thing, roses fall apart. They just start dropping and petals. That, I'm the only one that puts water on them. She's, she's cool with it for like three minutes. Oh yeah. my God, thank you, baby. She puts them in the vase. And, and there then, you go. And then three days later, because I got the $11 ones, they're brown. I don't think it's just $11. Let's see. Valentine's Day should be taken out of the year in our marriage license negotiation. Should we be able to negotiate the, uh, I actually kind of like this idea. We'll sit down. Okay. What, what holidays don't, are most important to first you? First of all, don't listen to JB. That's the last person we <laughs> well, know. No, think about it though. Let's rank in, in order, honey. Okay. Let's rank. What, them. I, mean, I don't know what your order is, okay. but when you're talking to your, your girlfriend, wife, whatever, boyfriend, mm-hmm. rank them. What, what holiday do you really want me to make sure we celebrate? 
Let's figure this out now. Is it anniversary? Is it yeah. your birthday? Is it Valentine's? So let me know what, what Christmas goes without saying. We okay, all want gotcha, gotcha, there's some, gotcha. but let so me anniversary, know. birthday, Valentine's. Because you were saying Valentine's don't matter. It's anniversary. Valentine's definitely in last place. I think so. But birthday, I mean, anniversary, birthday, Valentine. That should be the order. But there's that competition side. If your wife is in an office or a school, now, there see, is when like, they're in you the know, office, she got, yeah. she got the candy and she got the, she didn't get roses. She got yeah, real plain. See, if they're in the office, you almost have to see? because three of her friends are going to get them mm -hmm. and then they're going to be looking at her like, oh girl, what you get? You know, like if that's the office, yeah. Cause I remember when I, my days at the call center and the women, and then you got the women that send themselves flowers. Cause we ain't never met your man. We never heard about a man. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, Susan got flowers. Susan, you ain't said nothing about a man all what, year. Is he in church? You, meet you him in church? sent yourself flowers. Don't do that, ladies. Don't do that. It's is not. It's that, not. Is that really a thing? That's a thing. Women do stuff for women, like eyelashes. That's for women. Eyebrows. That's for women. Like they get dressed up for other women. Like yeah, they want you to compliment them, but it's more like she's gonna be on point. I'm gonna be on point. Wow. Women are in competition with women. They're not really trying to impress us. Be clear on that. Anniversary, birthday, Christmas. Damn, he didn't even have Valentine's on there. Whether we, what we think about it doesn't matter. It's important to them. As my good friend and San Antonio, San Antonio sports and all things got about Richard Oliver likes to say, the eternal mysteries of women. Mm -hmm. I had never considered about the competition. They ain't dressing for me. They dress for other women. Yeah, I, I hate to think that. Because, Rob, you know, no man has ever said, I really like your eyelashes. No, no, I'm not. You see what I'm saying? Time. So that's about another woman. Because another woman, like, a girl, she cute, but her eyelashes are bald. Like, we don't care. Or like, way eyebrows too are overdone. Like, no human being has what's floating sometimes around they on your look, face. Sometimes they look like bat wings. <laughs> if you, you suddenly get up. Yeah, that's all for another woman. That ain't got nothing to do with us. Perspective. I appreciate that. Yes, that's all what R&R is here for. Coming back, we got a lot to get into. The uh, NFL is done. What are you going to be watching from here on out? My goodness. And the waste management. Do we have a new <laughs> tradition? Do we have something that we can look forward to at every tournament? Is the Valero Texas Open considering a 16th hole? <laughs> they better We're going to talk about that just on the other side. Hang around with us. we got so much to talk about in so little time. We're on San Antonio Sports Star. That's ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix and I will get you caught up in the latest news, moves, and more this afternoon, 4 to 7, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Thanks, Joe. 9 o'clock hour, we're going to look at the waste management. Good fun tournament, but is there a tradition in the offing, or is this a, a blasphemous act in the world of golf? Talk NBA or look around the league as truly we start focusing on the league. It is now NBA, college basketball, baseball's in the fog. We don't know if we're going to get any baseball. But NFL rules the calendar. We'll have a lot of NFL talk. I think we'll have some up on the docket. Aaron Rodgers news will come around the corner pretty quick. He of said course. that they're not going to hold him on hold, or he said he's not going to hold the Packers hostage. We got the ongoing. Tom Brady, will he or won't he stay retired? He's done. Free agency around the corner. Look at the NBA, more football, and your thoughts on the weekend next. But uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, uh. R&R &R in the morning. Good morning. Hey!
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Monday in the AM. It's nine oh three. I hope you're need. I hope you're going where you need to be. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you there. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoenig on the other side of the glass, taking us till ten. Coming off what was a spectacular Super Bowl week. Warren Moon, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, Mike Drop. And that's just the top. And that's just the top. Again, I ain't getting I ain't going to Renfro. I didn't go in all that. That's like Michael Irvin, Warren Moon, Emma Smith, then the invite to Emma Smith private Eradura tequila party. <clears throat> You really need to you really need to refer to me as Mr. J until further notice. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. What was the name of that hotel that was in? The Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Hollywood Roosevelt. Roosevelt Hollywood. I don't know. That was a uh, nice place. Beautiful place. We got to interview the former Surgeon General of the United States. That was Jerome crazy. Adams. That was a, that was one of those interesting gets. He was just walk. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was, was a shocking cool. one. For those of you that were <clears throat> fans of Last Chance You. <laughs> that guy is that guy is something else. He's a character. What's his name? Brown? Jason Brown. I think I have him saved in my phone. I think I put him under Last Chance You. He's got a a, a tequila company and a cigar company with a name that we can't even put on air. And merch. Can't even bring up yeah we can't even say it on air what the name of his whiskey is this guy oh it was a, it was a whiskey it was a whiskey so ad i'm gonna need you to go get that whiskey i'm gonna holler at you about ordering that whiskey if, for those of you who don't remember uh he was the head coach at independence kansas that season with the last chance you interesting guy then you start talking about his guys he has put a lot of guys in the league yeah he was like i got more guys in the super bowl than blah 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 i was like damn okay talk your bleep he is as close to LeVar Ball as anybody I've met in the media. He likes himself. He likes himself a lot. He is, in fact, his own self-encapsulated brand. <laughs> um, you knew him. See, I didn't watch. I only watched the one about basketball, the Juco, that was in mm-hmm. Cali, and then COVID stopped him as they were about to go into the tournament. That's the only last chance you I watched. I didn't watch any of the football last chance use, which I guess I missed out on. Kix Brooks was an interesting interview. That was Jason and Joe did that one. No, oh, you, and, no you and Joe. You and Joe did Kicks Brooks. Uh, uh, Brooks and Dunn. Tandem. He was cooler than y'all. You didn't know what to expect. Not at all. Up, ended up being pretty cool. He was walking up and I said howdy to him. And he said, man, I'm so glad to hear somebody say howdy. <laughs> <laughs> did he say that to you? And then he tried to do his interview with our headset and put his cowboy hat on over his headset. Because he had cowboy hat hair, yeah. Like a, you know, he he hosts a radio show. He does a top thirty countdown show every. every he's more than just a, uh, a musician with Brooks and Dunn. He's a radio type, but I guess he's used to different earphones. But it was yeah. a good interview. Yeah, I uh, found out. You know, again, when you travel with people, you get to know people more, right? And this is my first Super Bowl with you guys. So you know when you're when you're on Super Bowl radio row there's a lot going on there's people coming to your table like hey we confirm with this we confirm with that what's going on with this what's going on with that and sometimes you know you get a somebody pretty big that'll come along and you're like you know we'll figure something out we'll work it out that's in my in my head that's how i have it going jason minix <laughs> not so much 
He's a, hey, Jason has to be organized. There's yes. no seat of your pants. Yeah, J- Jason is like, hey, look, we, you told me 11.45. Be here at 11.45. So Diplo, so we decided to cross, do cross, what is it? Cross promoting, cross station promotion. Rob and Joe did the Kicks Brooks, and Jason and I were going to do Diplo. Because Some, you were the only two in this group that knew who the hell Diplo yeah. was. <laughs> and I didn't know so, who Kicks Brooks was, so, so it made it sense. Like the best thing it made, so in order to do a good conversation, because here on the Sports Star, we don't do interviews. We, do, we have conversations with our guests. So in order for us to have a good conversation, Rob and Joe did Brooks. Jason and I were going to do Diplo. Diplo Handler comes up to us about three, four minutes before we're scheduled to go on with them. Jason and I got all our information together. And she says, hey, he's hungry. Um, can he go eat and then come and do you guys? And with a straight face, never blink, never hesitated, Jason said, can he come do us and then go eat? And I looked at Jason. And Jason looked at me like, what? And I looked at Jason like, well. And he looked at me like, what? His handler goes, let me go see. That was the last we saw of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Diplo's going to go, no, no, I'll hold off on lunch. Yeah. Who are these guys from San Antonio? Are those those old white guys I see sitting over there? Yeah, I'm going to put off lunch and go talk to these guys because no. these are my peeps. First of all, who cares? I mean, whatever. it ha- Things happen. But I respected the fact that Jason wasn't going to let anybody play with our time. Only, I mean, other than Emmett or Mike. Emmett and Mike are worn... Hey, we'll give you a little wiggle room. <laughs> but anybody <laughs> anybody else, Jason was standing firm like, nah, man, you said this time. He said, I looked at him like, dude, this guy got 6 million followers. He just did Vegas last night. Your daughter was was going. Like, this dude is probably doing anywhere from 250 to 500K a show. And Jason looks at his handler dead in her face and says, no, can he come to us and then go eat? I said, well, damn. Well, guess what? We didn't get, we didn't get Diplo. <laughs> But I respected it though. We didn't, but I because <laughs> I and I looked at Jason like, What did you just say? Like, dude, you're not gonna play. You know Jason goes in that Jason voice. But no, we didn't get Diplo. <laughs> we, never, <laughs> we never we never saw them again. Most, but I respected it. What was your most random star sighting where you walked by somebody and said, Whoa, that Joe Theisman. So I'm going to the restroom. And there's a guy in a nice, really, really nice navy blue suit. He had a mask on. We're far away from each other. Yells at me. Hey, man, do you know where Media Row is? And I was like, Radio Row is. I was like, yeah, you got to come up, come up all the way down there, hit the right. It'll be right there. And we're just getting closer and closer and closer. And you know me, Rob, from being with me three trips now. If I see a celebrity, I'm going to speak. Yes. So I, I, he got close enough. I was like, Joe? Like I knew him, like we haven't seen each other in a few years. So I was like, Joe? like, yo, what? <laughs> he was like, hey, what's going on? No, I was like, Joe. I was like, Thisman. Like, yes, sir. And I, you know, we kind of dapped up, but that was the most random because it was super early. Mm-hmm. Like all the people that are like Hall of Famers, Super Bowl winners, they come later on. They got all these people with them. It was just Joe Thisman asking me where Radio Row was. That was that was randomly pretty cool. I dabbed up Sean Payton. See, where was I? Because I, I I saw Sean at the Sports Illustrated booth, but I didn't see him come by us. He was headed to where that, that whoever those were, they got Dude, everybody. I don't know who the they U- were. It was USA Today. USA Today. He was headed toward that, and he walked by, and he was headed wondering, hey, what's up, Sean? Dabbed him up. He did you ask up. him about the Cowboys job? I just, it I was, was lucky to cool get the It was pretty cool to dab. see uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is a cool cat on and off the field. Um, 
Saw Saquon Barkley, told him I was a Giants fan. Uh, yes, that goes along with Waddle, who was a... Uh, <laughs> No, it was uh, Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith. Smith. I'm a you're an Eagle I told fan. Devontae Smith I was an Eagle fan. Um, we just seen Chase Young. He'd have been to, a Redskins fan. I chopped it up real quick fan. with uh, Ocho Cinco. Told him I enjoyed his cigars because I had ordered three of them. Uh, I don't know, about a year ago. He was like, oh, man, I really appreciate that. Talk to Ch- Ch- Chad Ocho. Who else? Well, I knew uh, one of the surprises, and it wasn't so much a surprise. It was just a matter of who it was going to be. Ooh. And I think COVID got in the way of it. Plus, we were in Los Angeles, so I did expect to see a fair amount of entertainers right. walking around. And we really didn't, though. We did interview both Edward James Almos and Joe Montaigne over the week. Which I were, know. That, you want to talk about random interviews. Edward James Almos was cool. And the dude that was with him was also about Oh, uh, Rivera. I forget his first name, but he's big, too. He's done a bunch of movies, but almost is like a legend. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, yo. It was only right, you know, considering he's Mr. Nostalgia, he's Mr. Movie, that Jimenez got that interview. Oh, absolutely. It was a good one. And he did and he did well, because that's not easy, you know, sitting there. And it's funny. They're just looking at the stream. We are like, it was, almost is looking at the stream. Like, he's like, live. He thought like, it was alive. Throwing Rams. Just telling you Joe Montano was an interesting yeah. one, too. Oh, yeah. You're talking about the guy from Criminal Minds. Well, I just think of him as Joey Zazo from Godfather right. 3. But th- that was a good one. He's written a, a one-man show about Lenny Bruce and the guy that was with him. Used to be on General Hospital. That Good interview. Mm-hmm. Um, randoms? What else was random? Oh, that's about it. Random. That I was like, oh, wow, he's here. Didn't get to see my my fanboy. I didn't get to fanboy over Andrew Zimmer. Yeah, what happened? No, we had some. He, I don't know. He just canceled out. Um, and he was supposed to be at the. <laughs> not that I'm tracking. He was supposed to be at the Ditka Jaws thing. I've seen him there before. He didn't show up to that either. I wonder if there's another issue. But we did get Tim Love, who was in uh, he Texas liked, chefdom. He really liked you, and his handlers even told me like this was his this was his best interview because Rob knew all his chef buddies and. Who else cooks? And they, you know, at first it started off shaky. Then Rob started name dropping. And this guy was like, oh, Rob knows his stuff. But I just sat back and let Rob drive because I didn't know anything about him or the chefs that he runs in circles with. See, next time when we're up for a, a cowboy game, I've got his card. We're going to call Tim, say, remember us. Let's go get us a good meal at Lonesome Dove. Yeah. He got a new one, he said, with the rooftop. I, he, I don't know. I have it written down. I somewhere. think at last count, he's got eight or nine restaurants yeah, around the lot. Dallas. He's got a lot. About the Dallas area. So, yeah, it was a, it was a very productive, productive week. Productive. Considering that the, the landscape of the NFL's media row has changed. And it, I you, saw the shift. Tell me what you mean. Well, I think it was, you know, with COVID, we've had to adapt to some things. And some things will go back to what was previous. But a lot of things are not going to. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Right. So up until really this year, and I'm, I, I wasn't at last year, but I don't know how many were there last year. Radio Row, Media Row, which was used to be Radio Row, is now becoming Media Row, is r- truly now Media Row. It used to be 500 radio stations. Now it's only about, I'd say, 50% radio stations, and the rest are podcasts. Yep. And, at least and this the, year. Or the big, big, big Big dogs. Well, the Nationals are always going to be there. Right. But you look at who is filling what is typical radio row, which is, you know, 10 or 15 tables a, a piece in a row times 15 rows. I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of these setups. Most of them this year were podcasts. Now, some of that is the, just the economics of getting, getting to radio row for radio stations. It is not easy. It is not cheap to get there. That's why we're unique in this market. Yes, we're the only ones that go. But we're unique in the state of Texas. 
There were just us in Dallas. Us in Dallas from the entire Houston. state of Texas. And that's did you a see any of your Houston friends? No, they weren't there. I didn't see them. That's either. a testament to our sales types and all those that are behind all this. But it's also a testament to our station and the suits that are above me and their commitment to local sports. They want to make sure that you guys are there and we were able to go do that. And that's very unique in the market. Very, so we very, hope very that true. you guys enjoyed what we did. It isn't all fun and games. We were actually out there working. And Believe that's our it or story. Not, we're sticking with it. I worked. We worked. We're up. Your alarm was going off at 2.30 in the morning. That's work. That's work. You know, it's funny. When your alarm goes off at 4, you're like, oh, I got another couple hours of sleep. Right. It felt kind of good. <laughs> well, it didn't feel good. Felt great. Take when, when people ask you about the trip, What's the when I say, how was Super Bowl twenty three for you? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? What's the one thing that you will never forget? The cigar party. Mm-hmm. Mm. The inner the uh, conversations, the conversation. Because again, you got to remember, like when you're at a place like that, while we're there and it's a big deal, you also have your fan duels, your SIs, your USA Today's, your ESPN. So on a Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Warren Moon. You know, as far as important, it's not like we're we're not FanDuel. <laughs> we're not at we're Sports Illustrated in Dallas, right? We're not Sports Illustrated. So for them to come to your table, you're doing something right. It's not easy. Again, trust me, there was a lot of tables out there with they were getting the leftovers, and what the leftovers are is when somebody random that you don't know who they are, you don't know who their person is, and they're just trying to get their their athlete or entertainer on anybody's station. That's what you're left with in you, when you don't know anybody, you don't know anything. I found that out when I went to Houston and did Super Bowl. I was like, dude, you have to have had this stuff booked two, three weeks in advance. And even then, you still might not get who you're supposed to get because it's a pecking order. So the fact that we were able to get those three, that's big for me. The cigar party, the three, those three conversations really stand out. And um, I've been trying to get into the Emmett party for four years. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the Emmett party was a big deal so we, as well. So we and they, we, hell, we went to Universal Studios for the media party. That was that oh, one yeah. that was different, but it was also like, yo, that was pretty cool. My thirteen year old is not speaking to me because she's been asking me to take her to Universal Studios for a couple years, so she hasn't spoken to me. I've been home since Saturday, and she refuses to speak to me because she saw the video of you and I on the the, 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 the Jurassic Park. Oh, the, no, Jurassic the Jurassic Park, Park one was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Transformer three D. That's that, the most intense ride I've ever the been on. The Transformer 3D at Universal Studios is, I don't know, I, I don't even have the words to describe how amazing that was. I went in thinking like, man, this is stupid. They gave me some glasses. This is going to be dumb. <laughs> I thought I was, I felt like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I felt like, I felt like Shia LaBeouf. Like I was fighting Megatron. Like Optimus Prime had my back. It was intense, but it was fun. It was, it was dope. Yeah. This- so I don't know. There's a lot of things, man. There's a lot of things that I could say. Jay Glenn, yes, sir. Arizona next year. Come Let's on, it, bring, it. bring it. And come say hi. We'll get you back behind the media row. Yes, we have that kind yeah, of be there. wherewithal. Let's get, Let's get the headlines to you post-taste wrapped in a pleasant little package that Carl calls the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. Snowboarders are fed up with judging what? at the Beijing Olympics, citing inconsistent <laughs> scoring in slope-style halfpipe and big air. 
Red Jared, the happy-go-lucky American snowboarder who famously overslept the morning he won gold in the Pyeongchang, never thought he'd be the one slamming the scoring at an Olympic competition. I never cared about any of this, and all of a sudden I find myself caring, the 21-year-old said. It's a bummer. It's just like it has been brought to my eye over the last month-ish we've been here. It's just hard on everyone. Olympic judging at snowboard events on slope style and the half pipe and now in big airs come under fire from the boarders themselves who say they are fed up with inconsistent and at times blatantly incorrect scoring with so much on the line. Rob, have you been hearing about this? Cause soon, <laughs> I have. Soon as he said it, you, you shook your well, head like you know what's going on. Well, no, I in. laughed. For those of us my age that grew up watching the Olympics years ago winter or something the winter okay go ahead you know the 76 84 those when i was younger when we were going against the the ussr and the soviet bloc and it seemed like the judging was always they they always screwed us that's why you know they would back then it wasn't computerized or digitally they would just like hold up their score like the judge would hold it up yeah and after a couple you could it didn't matter you knew which one was the russian judge you didn't have to look at the name you could just tell score if it was an american they were gonna hammer i mean no it didn't happen so when i see the skateboard or the uh Snowboard. Snowboard types upset with the uh, judging? Yeah, man. This isn't new. <laughs> yes. Like, welcome to the club. Yeah, the Russian judge and the East German judge back then was always going to get you low. Now it's just, we're the Americans. We're going to get hammered for that. That's why I hate anything that you win by judgment instead of... Of somebody, right. Then that's you're always going to have this. And I don't know how you judge skateboarding, but evidently we're not... Oh, skateboarding. Snowboarding. Snowboarding. And it's just snowboarders, right? We haven't. Has anybody? That's this story was specific. I haven't specifically heard about, about snowboarding. Yes, okay. because now the American won the ice skating. Chin, he won it. With if you didn't watch that performance, it was extraordinary. No, I didn't see it. It was one of those man meets moment that perfect. Now the women's didn't she get pulled for doping? Didn't we? Leave? I, I think there was something where she failed a drug test yeah. after she won gold. And mm-hmm. where's she from? Mm-hmm. Where was she from? Russia. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, someone has a. Uh oh. It's all good. Thought we have one. Sunbelt bound Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss announced plans to depart Conference USA in June. Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss will all terminate their membership with Conference USA on June 30th, the school announced Friday. The three schools, which are bound for the Sunbelt, said in similar statements that they first communicated their intent in December to cease participation <laughs> in Conference USA at the end of the 2021-22 academic year. All three schools say Conference USA has been unwilling to discuss a resolution for the June departures. On January 20th, Conference USA said in a statement that the three departing members were expected to follow league bylaws and honor their contracts by remaining through the 2022-2023 academic year. Well, you let's go back to when our Roadrunners won the Conference USA title and the Conference USA powers that be were handing <laughs> Trailer the trophy with the saltiest face <laughs> of all time. Conference USA is getting left hang out yep. to dry here. And I'm going to tell you something. If I was in their shoes, I'd be upset too. Because there was a time when you were thankful to be here. And now all of a sudden, you know, the grass is greener elsewhere. And it is it is uh, greener elsewhere. And they all these schools that are leaving the Conference USA should be leaving. But 
That don't mean it's Conference USA. I ain't going to be mad about it. Well, when you form a conference with nothing but leftovers from around the country. The Conference USA used to be a legitimate conference. Right. I mean, year in and year out, you knew what to expect. It was the same dudes. And then when the conference shuffle started to begin about four or five years, well, more than that. Yeah. USA just seemed to pick up the extras. It was the strangest conference. So as soon as all these extras had a chance to leave, they were like, everybody out. left. That wasn't a long-term solution. It was the only solution at the time. Conference USA will go back to where they were. Smaller conference, mid-level, lower mid-D1, and be what they are. But yeah, I mean, you could be mad, but they didn't plan. Nobody planned on staying. No. that's a, It's a stepping stone. And UTSA has moved on to the AAC. When you get left by the likes of UTSA, you have and to reevaluate where you are. Would you say Marshall? Who else? Marshall, Old Dominion. So, and- so these are the teams heading to the Sun Belt. It's yeah. Southern Miss, Marshall, and Old Dominion. There you go. All three fit. ODU is a little bit further north than I would have put, but they're still like Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, right, they're yeah. still Virginia. But those other two, you want to talk about where they belong. That's it. So it makes sense. It's regional. Moving along. Headline Zero. Carlos Ortiz's hole-in-one a day after Sam Ryder's ignites another wild beer shower. You might have seen it on social media, but one day after Sam Ryder's ace on hole 16 sparked a wild scene of beer cans and water bottles thrown all over the green by spectators, Carlos Ortiz executed executed another one on the same hole Sunday, prompting a similar frenzied celebration at TPC Scottsdale. The 30-year-old Ortiz, who began the day 11 strokes behind the leader, thrust his arms into the air, and a high-arcing tee shot landed on the green and rolled into the cup. The Mexico native followed up his ace by also posting an eagle on a par 4 17th hole, making him the first player on the tour this season to card consecutive eagles. He also took his shirt off. Have you ever hit a hole in one, Rudy? Been playing since August of 2009. I have not really come close. I've stuck one maybe. The, I think the closest I've stuck one maybe seven to ten feet. Nothing really worth ever getting excited for. No. And, and some people go a lifetime. Not with, some. Most. Most go a lifetime without it. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever will. But uh, we're going to get into we're talk. I want to talk about this yeah, later, I want to get into it in a second because... Quite frankly, Rudy, you went a direction I didn't think you'd go. But, you know, you re- you are a golfer, and I think there might be a separation there. We're going to talk about that coming back. What happened at the Waste Management? It looked like a lot of fun, but is this a, <laughs> is this a trend that the PGA wants to prolong? We'll talk about that and offer victory cigars for a Super Bowl and a week well worked. So much to talk about in so little time. We'll be moving along. That's the 411 and a 210. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, the waste management was stuff. Okay, I've I've never seen a setup like that in Phoenix or Scottsdale, wherever they're no, playing. They've been doing it. Well, well, I mean, the that stands? the stands there at the 16th. I've never seen that. It was it always been that big? It hasn't always been that big. They keep like it's been. The, they've had the stadium set up for a while now, but it seems like it's just becoming. It's almost. I'm not going to say it's like the Masters, but where it's like people want to get a ticket, but. It's right there behind it, right behind, like, getting into Augusta, of course, that's the holy grail. But right now, because it's such a party and because people feel like golf is so uptight, it feels like that's the next ticket in line. Like, I want to be at 16 at the Waste Management. That's where it seems like it. Now, they went up against the Super Bowl and might very well be doing that from now on. They (laughs) might want to change their day. But we'll look at the golf tournament and specifically what happened with a hole-in-one and chunked beer cans coming up next. Hang around. we got so much to talk about, and we want you to be a part of it. 
This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R and R. You know it is true. You want to get to know somebody, travel with. Them. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely. And I can say without hesitation, I I like all the guys around here. We came back home. We're not mad at anybody. It no. would have been so easy after five days and working together, really twenty hours a day. We are with each other nonstop, whether on air, or off air, driving back and forth, dealing with you know just living with each other in a five bedroom house. But the five bedroom house, y'all did y'all's thing because there was five bedrooms, but there was five bathrooms, mm-hmm. which was so clutch. The only thing that was sucked, Callie. First of all, I almost reached for my mask when I walked out this room. I know. Callie is Morning, still Jeff. on. So we were getting Uber XLs because Uber XLs holds five people. Well, they say they hold five. Right. But this is the thing. In Cali, because their, their COVID protocol is turned up so high, they don't allow someone to sit in the front. So Jason, Joe, and Mike were always are sardines on the back row. Because <laughs> like, our two big asses were about, sitting in our own yeah, fucking I'm like, seats. I thank God I have thank God I got a little booty and it's just like it just doesn't make sense to put me back there. So me and Rob are comfy. Rob's six four, long legs. You're not gonna put him back there. You're not gonna put my wide hip ass back there. So Joe Mr. In Shape, Mr. Television, Minix, Mr. I can only eat three pieces of sausage or I will feel bad. <laughs> and then Jimenez, Mr. I ran seven miles today and then I had two barbecue sandwiches. So we put those three in the back and it was sardine fest. They were crammed. It was bad. Now, a couple Ubers were like, okay, I'll break the rules. I'll let y'all sit up front. But a couple were like, nah, man, no front seat. They were not only move the seat all the way to the front, but just stack it full of stuff so you wouldn't even look. So a couple of the Uber rides were terrible for those guys. I haven't gone back to check our ratings. I got a bad rating. But you got a bad one, and undeserved, quite frankly. Yes. Yeah, uh, we, we, were, we were in our mask. Yeah. She lied and said Rudy didn't wear his mask. I got a bad Uber rate. I didn't have it on now. It there was one ride I didn't have it on properly. But that wasn't that right. And that one didn't care. <laughs> that one didn't care. But that lady was mean. She dropped us off in the wrong place. She dropped us off in the wrong place. And Rob's like, Rudy, give her a bad review. Because I bought that one. And I was like, you know what? I'm having a good time. I'm not going to do that. And then what does she do? She turns around and lies on me and says I didn't wear my mask. So when I was getting ready to take my Uber to the airport, Saturday morning, four of them canceled me. <laughs> So I'm panicking. I'm like, dude, am I going to have to wait? Because I left at, my flight was at 7. Their flights were at 1. This is Saturday. So in order to get to the airport, you know, Cali Airport, LAX, you need about two hours. So I was trying to leave at like 4.30. One Uber, 11 minutes wait, cancel. Seven minutes wait, cancel. Eight minutes wait, cancel. I'm like, dude, am I going to have to wake one of them up? All of my Ubers kept canceling me. I don't know if it's because of the mask or they just didn't want to go to the airport, but Finally, one dude picked me up, and I probably snored his head off. Did you oh, fall asleep? Hell yeah. Well, that's good, sleep. I guess. Hell yeah, I went to sleep. That's a good skill to have. I'm envious. Yeah. If you do that, it's like you're in L.A. It's a- equivalent to when you get on a spaceship and they put you under because you're going to be traveling for eight years. That's, if you can just go to sleep and wake up, you get just go into suspended real. animation while you're stuck in the 405 for 45 minutes. Dude, now I'm talking about There's more stories. We have a couple storylines out there. But um, yeah, we'd like to thank uh, 
Well, we're giving away our victory cigars here. I'm going to give away my victory you cigar. You want to give away victory? I'm going to give my victory cigar away. And this is, it's easy to do. Okay. But to the guys, the on-air guys, uh, think of it. Jason and I were the only ones who knew what we were doing. Yeah, I didn't you know, know what I mean? We stepped in. We were the only ones that really understand the gravity of what we were about to do. And I think now you understand why Jason and I were so like, okay, it's time to get to work because right. this is going to be a long-ass week. It doesn't feel like it yet. And you guys jumped right in. And nothing happens as much as we do there. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens for our listeners mm-hmm. unless the guys here are busting their ass. Right. So James Pledger and Carl Schoenig are not going to get the credit they deserve. They're just not because they're in the background. But my goodness, human victory cigar to the both. The turning around of videos, just being available, all the things that go on to help support the mission, as it were. We're help. the tip of the spear, but they are, yeah. in fact, the spear. Helping me out with my sports centers because we were trying to figure out the timing and because the minutes kept getting lost. So shout out to KJ for that. A true team effort. It, it, it's hard to quantify how much goes on behind the scenes. And then hats off to you, Rudy, uh, and, to, and to Michael and to Joe. It, it's a, it's a it. different atmosphere. And it's hard to feel like you're part of it while you are part of it. I don't know how to describe it. When you sit down to that first interview and you're looking that guy across and you don't know enough right to really feel you. comfortable yeah. about it and you have to kind of stretch. You know three things about the dude, but you got 15 minutes to fill. Right. And sometimes they're not that eager or helpful, and all three of you guys killed it. I mean, I appreciate it, man. Stepped in. Uh, you know, it's the little things. Represented the brand well. We didn't do anything to embarrass ourselves anywhere, I think. And as far as... And this Appreciate is for me it. as a program director. You know, pro PDs, we walk around kind of, it's a measuring contest. Oh, you know, it's kind of like a coach showing it up is. with his team. It is. And, you know, you're all, when a, two head coaches are standing at midcourt or half fe- or midfield before a game and they've got their arms crossed kind of talking, they're both bragging. <laughs> they're both talking about what they got. Well, and as I sure. walked around meeting with the guys that I'm accustomed to and know, and we like, and the, the question is, who you got today? All the PDs kept asking each other that. All we want. Oh, the souvenirs are coming, Carl. Souvenirs are coming. They got you. They uh, got you. Everybody gets this. I didn't even get a souvenir, quite frankly, but they're coming. I didn't buy myself anything. Um, I bought the wrong shirt, but that's another story. Yeah, for another that's day. funny. The, uh, You're a Rams fan. Bandwagon. The, the victory cigar I give is to you guys. It Appreciate was an extraordinary it. effort, a professional level quality kind of show, a uh, kind of work effort that everybody put in did exactly. Nobody sloughed, nobody overslept. We didn't have one missed hit. All of our international, all of our national stuff as we spoke to our affiliate stations across the country, uh, the report back was we handled ourselves quite well. And I, I want to thank you guys and everybody involved for getting this done. One more year in the books. And thank you guys that were listening and playing a role in that, following us on Twitter. Uh, the, uh, the practical jokes, I think that kind of showed the kind of environment that we are, that we're staying in. For and, sure. And for all the things that we say, uh, yeah, rookies are going to take their, they're going to yeah. take their beating. That has nothing to do with the quality of the effort. Mike, it was about being a rookie. That's just part of the barrier to entry to being part of the San Antonio sports stars. So you had to carry the luggage. But guess what? You never have to do it again. You never have to do what you did this week. Yeah, my 1911 cigar goes to Jimenez because he had to get up at four, well, was three a.m. every he morning. Was giving to drive us the rides, got us lost, chasing guests, getting sounders, dealing with Menix. Menix had his foot all the way up. Yeah, you know, it was he. Yeah, it was definitely rookie hazing for Mike. So my 1911 victory cigar definitely goes to Jimenez because. If not, we probably, me and Rob would have been splitting Ubers all damn weekend, which we end up doing anyway, but still, 
he was willing to get up at 3.30 with us and, and grind it out, man. So it's much appreciated. He went to Spud Nuts for us a few times. Yeah. I, if I, don't, I don't need a sausage biscuit with egg for a while. Even though I love Spud Nuts, yeah. I don't need one for a while. That'll but be a bit. 1911 Victory Cigar Jimenez. Cigar cheers, brother. And also credit to Joe. Um, it's hard to come off what he's been doing for 25 years and being this personality for basically three minutes. Because it's tonight. totally different. Yes. I don't think people realize that. And, you know, working off a script and, and bringing yourself who you are through that script and getting rid of the script now and just mm-hmm. bringing yourself. And it, it's not easy. It's a mm-hmm. testament to the quali- to the professionalism that he brings to take that three minutes and expand it to three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, consider that. No, you're right. And then you add in the environment. We're not TV. No. We are kind of a seat of our pants. Things happen a lot quicker, and you got to be ready for it and adjust. Where TV, you know, they've got cameramen, and they've got everything. We're able to do some things quicker than TV is. We just are. And we talk and, a lot more. And and to be able to react and do some of that stuff, I've been around a lot of TV types that could not even begin to do what Joe did this week. You just, it, It's just not in their DNA. That's just not how they're programmed. And Joe kind of dropped the whole program, took on a new one, and ran with it, and it was extraordinary. But Pledge, Carl. Salute, man. Salute Appreciate to you guys. y'all big time. There's uh, gifts in the offing, I promise. Appreciate y'all. We come back, we'll put a bow in the show. We got a waste management. We, we'll get the waste management. Yeah, I wanted bit. to say and, and put a bow in the show, and let's talk about something that I think is going to be a topic of the conversation for the next couple of days as we start looking forward past uh, the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll talk about it next. We're so glad you're with us. We got one more bit to get into it. It might be the funnest of all. The the waste management 16th hole. Do you want it to last? Is it something that needs to be a part of golf? Or was it an abomination that should never occur again? And I think there's arguments on both sides. And we'll talk about it next. This is R&R in the morning. You lucky devils are on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R in the morning continues. So as we were on the road, we got a chance to check out a little bit of the waste management open there in Phoenix. The 16th hole has rapidly become the most exciting hole on the PGA Tour. I think so. Now surrounded by literal thousands of fans. It's set up for a party. It's set up for a raucous party. It is. That's what it's made to be. It's a par three, and it's not a very difficult one to ace. We saw two of them uh, this week. But the party that ensued is so not golf. It's so anti-masters, where you got beer beer cans and fluids of varieties thrown onto the the green after a hole-in-one. I thought it was extraordinary at first. I like to see things get a little undone, although I will be Well, I'm gonna let Rudy, what do you think? Um I I, I just have a problem. I had a problem with it. And I, I now not outraged, but at the same time I'm just like, what what is the purpose of that? What is the purpose of littering and throwing beer cans and water bottles? hundreds and hundreds of bottles of beer onto the course because someone made an ace to me and then for people i was like i put the question out there to twitter and people were like well, it's exciting it's exciting exciting like no one gave me a good answer to me i just felt like it was a reason to excuse idiotic drunk behavior like again now i was wrong a bit no when because I, I pulled up the video of tiger 97 tiger aced one there was a few there was a few things thrown when i would look back at the video Nothing like what I saw. 
You can be excited. You could scream and yell. You could get drunk and be belligerent all you want. But I don't understand littering up the golf course. What does that, what purpose does that serve? Like, I like the Ryder Cup where you're screaming in people's back swings and people are talking noise. Like, I'm all for that. Like, I'm all for golf having some fun. I'm not against touchdown dances. I am against littering up a golf course. Now, again, it's the waste management. Only took 15 minutes to clean it up. But what is it like? What makes a grown man want to throw beer cans onto the golf course? I don't understand what purpose that serves. Well, what about throwing a hat onto the rink after a hat trick, or a, never, or, a, or the fish, or the the yeah the octopus? The octopus. I don't understand that either. I don't understand. I mean, again, I, I every look. I was I'm of the two percent. Ninety eight percent of people are like this was the most awesome thing I've seen. The PGA needs more of it. But my retort to that was, okay, if you're telling me the PGA needs this, then you're telling me that that scene is going to make more people tune into the golf tournament this coming up week, or that scene is going to make some nine-year-old tell his dad, I want to take up the sport, because that's the problem where golf is having. Their ratings, this is post-Tiger, because we Mm -hmm. don't know when he's coming back. So post-Tiger, your problems are ratings and our children playing the sport. Now, if that scene at 16 <laughs> made 10 Tommies and 10 Johnnies and 10 Rudys at 10-year-olds say, Dad, I want to play golf, mission accomplished. Well, I think it might have, man. Mission accomplished. And if and if this carries over into next week and guys that never watch golf are like, you know what, I'm about to start watching golf, mission accomplished. I just don't understand why you got to celebrate in that fashion. But again, I'm not outraged by it. People were coming. I got I got killed on Twitter for this yesterday. Everybody was coming at me like, You're, what, you, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you being so boring? Why are you being an old man in your rocking chair? I just don't understand littering. You take, because there are there are guys that play at golf, and then there's golfers. And golfers, the rules are the rules, bruh. Rules are the rules. Now, I, I'm not saying you don't pick up. I'm not saying you haven't. <laughs> but there, I, I saw you when you first saw that, and your eyes were like, damn, you don't throw a beer can on the green. <laughs> That's the first thing you saw. Like you just don't do that. Doing? I, I couldn't believe it. And and the thing about it is, this is when I knew that I may have barked up the wrong tree. The PGA's official Twitter kept rolling it. Yes, because it was. They were awesome. like, "Oh, we got to roll with this." It was awesome, Rob. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it, but I think maybe one hole per course. Once you get into that hole, you don't get to walk around because you're about to get rowdy. We don't need you stumbling around the course. We're not, you know, there's no beer cans in the stands. We're only going to, you can drink beer in the back all you want, but once you get in the stands, the only thing you can throw is water or something soft. I don't need beer cans flying at my golfers, but the celebration, man, alive did golf need that. Golf needed the guy to get celebrated for hitting two free throws with no time left and the crowd rushing the court. That's what golf needed, not just on the 18th. Do it someplace else. The 16th, that's perfect. And you know, a lot of people are like, Rudy, that tournament is a party. It is. You know what I mean? And like it should be. There should be one like that. I sh- they said uh, you shouldn't be treating us like Augusta. Like this tournament is specifically, and you've been to Scottsdale and Phoenix, and like that entire city is just a big party. Mm-hmm. So it's now must. It's no wonder that again. But these are like this. That's what I'm saying. Like this isn't Arizona State. These are 40, 50, yes. 60 year old men throwing again to get. Let's say you're in the sixth row. For your beer can full to get to the green, 
You wet up four or five oh, rows yeah. of people with your brew, and no one gave a damn? Y'all are good with this? That's what I'm saying. You have one hole. You let the animals in there. You know when you get to the <laughs> 16th. Animals. You know when you get to the 16th. You just got to get through it. But if you make it. Guess who was at the 16th? Handing out 20s. Old Johnny Football. <laughs> was he really? What? Yes. That, where else would you think he would be? If there's a golf tournament Johnny Football would be at, it's the 16th at the Waste Management well, Phoenix. No, no, so I want that's to put you so in, Johnny. Well, well, would be, I want you to put in mind, okay, so now we're not going to have baseball. At least we don't know when it's coming. Okay. And... The Kemper Open. I don't even know where the Kemper Open I is. Don't but I imagine if you're playing in the Kemper, you're not allowed to use your your outside voice until Sunday at six when the sun sets. You have to whisper the For entire sure. week. No phones, no nothing. Well, that you know, in the middle of May, that is nap inducing. Most golf tournaments for me on a Sunday afternoon are specifically designed for me to wake up just in time to see the last four on the eighteenth hole. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's so true though. It's if true. You had a sixteenth hole. That you could televise for every one of the games. You talk about little Johnny wanting to be a golfer? Shoot, that now becomes the guy hitting the free throws with no time left. If I can hit it and the whole crowd goes wild, golfers only get that on the 18th when they win. Yeah. That, that might not ever happen. Your entire career as a professional golfer, you might not ever win a tour. You might have made millions of dollars, but you never got that. But one time, right. the waste management, you got a, you got one. You got an eagle. You got a one. It looked like my first time in Vegas at a pool party at an EDM DJ when the beat dropped. When the beat dropped, it looked like the beat dropped at an EDM party. And everybody just went up. Which is like, I was cool with like when my first time seeing that at a Vegas pool party, I was like, oh my gosh, it's lit. Just never expected to see it at the game of gentlemen. That's just it. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not, again, I'm no purist, but it's just like, Really? 40-year-old grown men, y'all decided to throw beers? That's what you decided to do? Rob, you would never throw a beer. Never, never. Uh, no. At and, any but, function, no. at any, you would never uh, no, throw a beer. I would never do that. Now, but, if you were there, would you mind have taken place? Well, like, I, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to jump mine, too. if I knew, too. I got tickets to the 16th. I didn't get tickets to the tournament. I got tickets to the 16th. You know what I mean? Like you're going, I'm going in, you're going in I'm going up. into the mosh pit for the right. next eight hours. <laughs> then yeah. I would be throwing because I'd be ready. But maybe it's just bottles of water we've got throwing around because that's what everybody's there for. The beer is sixteen bucks. That's the other thing. I'm not no. throwing a sixteen dollar beer. <laughs> but if you but if you're there, you probably what's sixteen bucks to you. That's if you want to go into that that little part of the course. Do you know what you expect? I'm completely with that, and maybe not every tournament, but most. And the same, if you miss the green, you get booed. The same thing, man. <laughs> you you got to make it through the gauntlet that is that hole and set it far away. I mean, you can put it on the other side, on the back nine someplace where it's not interrupting the 18th where everybody has Yeah, I can't think of anything that's more popular than that right now. It's, and it's been that way for a few years. Like, it's pro- like there's the 17th that the players are surrounded by the water or whatever, but it's nothing like that as no. far as environment. No, nothing, nothing. Nothing. And golf needs it. I'm telling you that. Again, the camper open in the middle of June. No one gives a damn. No one gives a damn. But I could have the TV on and just have the 16th hole camera, and it might keep me interested enough to yeah. stay involved with the tournament. Well, that's day one returning. We've finished up the NFL season. We're going to be looking forward 40. to college basketball, pro basketball, and all things San Antonio. Well, I was Sports excited. Star. It's pr- it's- 
It's college basketball time Ooh, for yesterday. Roster. Anybody catch Maryland and uh, Purdue yesterday? Jaden Ivey looked good. Another John ja Morant, maybe. Hey, don't forget about halftime. Michael Aminis will regale you with his experiences at the uh, oh, at the, that's that's the be a big funny game. Show. And then uh, the Blitz gets going at 4 o'clock with Jason and Joe. Thanks so, thanks so much for joining us today. Rudy and I and Carl are going to check the tape. We're going to practice real hard and come back tomorrow with another edition. This has been R&R in the morning. We'll see you at halftime in just a couple hours. Y'all be cool.